Puma, sunny and breezy, wind chills in the teens, a high of 27 today. It's actually 27 right now. Uh, tonight, increasing clouds, single-digit wind chills, a low of 16. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, snow showers in the afternoon, 1 to 2 inches of snow likely, a high of 32. Tomorrow night, snow uh, changing over to freezing rain, then changing to rain itself after sunrise Saturday, low of 28 and rising. That's nice. Saturday, uh, we also have rain showers ending before noon, morning high of 38. It'll be 25 by noon, though. That's complicated. Sunday, sunny and cold, a high of 14. Where should I begin? Can we talk about this? Say, what are you trying to say? Beyond the usual controversial talk. Blah, 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 blah. Over there. Get on the road. One, two, cha-cha-cha. One, two, cha-cha-cha. Prepare yourself okay. for Craig. Okay. Preparing a mighty new spectacle here. Articulate. <laughs> stimulating. Yeah. Hit you right in the... There you go. We start becoming a team right now. This is the Craig Collins Show. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, no. On WJBC. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Now your host. He's a good man. Craig. Craig Collins Show. My name is 1230 WJBC. Uh, The first hour of the show, 2 to 3 o'clock every day. Blake Haas is my news guy. He's hanging out in the studio with me. Uh, I talked about this yesterday. Uh, you weren't here when I did it, though. The ja- Japanese billionaire who's um, giving away a bunch of money to people. Did you hear that story when I talked about it? He's giving away $9 million uh, to, like, I think it's to nine different people on, on Twitter. He wants to see if a million bucks makes you a happier person. It's just, a, you know, it's a little experiment that right. a guy with a billion billions of dollars can do. Just hand out some money and see, you know, if it, if it impacts those people's lives. That's that's the way he rolls in twenty twenty. Question: If you had a million dollars, what would you do with it? What I've said, you, yeah, we've talked about this. I've said lot. before on this show, if I ever win a lottery, if anything ever goes, you know, incredibly well for me in the financial world, I know I can waste all of it. I know it would be just terrible mistakes will be made. A bunch mm. of fancy vehicles will be purchased. A huge party, and I think even I invited everyone in Bloomington and Normal. Uh, a huge party at the island that I well, buy. I didn't get no Facebook invitation. I did it on the radio. There's oh. it's not a Facebook group yet. Well, I haven't won the millions. It has to be a page for me to go somewhere. Okay. If I ever hit the Powerball, Powerball man, I would I would throw the biggest party on an island, and I'd probably get in trouble, you know, and and carted away after because I'll have a lot of debts I can't pay. Oh, would you be arrested? I don't know. I mean, I don't think they arrest you if you just if you skip some bills. I think you just go to court and you wind up in trouble. Well, I've. Yeah. Do you get arrested? Okay, maybe I do. Well, but I would waste yeah. it all. That's my answer. And you would do nothing. Well, I right? would do, yeah, put it all on mutual funds. <laughs> You'd invest more in Apple stock. Right. That's not the only thing that Japanese billionaire Yakuza, uh, I think that's his first name, Mizawa, is doing. He's also looking for love. And I know you like The Bachelor. I know you like right. the, the tales of love. Uh, the way he's doing it is he's asking people to apply to an online website uh, in order to go on a first date with him, which is now confusing. When I talked about this, I thought it was a legitimate first date. He's going to pay to go to the moon. He's going to be one of the first people on that Elon Musk flight to the moon. Oh, boy. No, doesn't. He's going to buy one of those cyber Come on, trucks. Man. This, this concept in and of itself is The Bachelor on steroids. The first date this is, is to the moon. This is modified Tinder. Well, they're going to make a reality TV show out of it. All that stuff's going to happen. Uh, so he put this website out, and he let people know at the beginning of January to apply. You know, you get a chance to have a date on the moon. And I guess there's going to be a whole process now. He's going to wind up interviewing people and even meeting them beforehand. So it's not... It's not really a first date anymore. Right. 20,000 women have responded so far 
to this to this site. Twenty thousand applications have been submitted in the first part of January for people to go on a first date with a Japanese billionaire to the moon. Does now, that surprise you? Well, Frank Sinatra once said, "Fly me to the moon." Oh, see, here we go. But I won't. I don't even have a girl like look at me. And this guy gets twenty thousand. This guy with the red jacket. I did it late, but I don't care. Right. You'd fly me to the moon, really. I, but no, I, 20,000 people want to see if... Do you think any of them are actually interested in love? No, they're interested in the money. <laughs> Most definitely. He's a billionaire. Now, is he buying the dinner or no? That makes a difference. I have no idea. I don't know if he'll... I think they can spring for dinner if he's taking them to the moon. You don't how think... Much, yeah, how much does it cost to fly to the moon? A lot. I think it's going to be a lot of money. Um, coupons? No, I don't think there's any coupons. Do you want to? Do you want to try to go? Is this? Are you like angling to figure out how you get on the? the I'm flight? down to go. Okay. Do I have to wear like one of those weird suits? I think you'd have to. Yeah. You mean a space suit? Yeah. <laughs> and a helmet. My favorite new question Blake has ever asked me on a radio show: <laughs> If you go to the moon, do you have to wear one of them weird suits? I don't like to wear those weird. You suits. have to, man. Otherwise, you die. Well, these are details. We don't need to get bogged down Okay, in. yeah, because you're never going. Whoa. It's not going to be a thing. Hey, maybe you are. Never, you never say know. never. Right. You're not going to pay to go, though. You'd no. have to be selected. Well, if there was a coupon, I'd go. Okay, let me ask you this. Um, if Mars ever becomes like an option right. and you're still alive, do you want to go? Yes. If they wanted to send Blake, because yep. Blake is unique enough of a guy that we'd like to get you to carry on your jeans. What are you trying to I'm say? I'm just saying. That Blake and might I be. I wear khakis, not jeans. Hey, well, <laughs> these jokes. I'm just saying that if we sent you over to to Mars with some other individuals, maybe you'd be a a pretty interesting guy to send. You know, maybe you'd, right. you'd you'd ask a lot of people questions on the trip. So you're saying I don't fit in here? No, no, no. Not saying that at all. I think well, you fit in well. Uh, what you mean. I'm glad to have you on the show for now. Yeah, right. I'm just curious if the option came up to jump on a one way flight to Mars, would Blake Haas go? Why not back? Well, Why yeah. just one way? It's kind of comp. There's a lot of there's a lot of steps involved. Like, it's hard right. to... You don't even want to wear a spacesuit in space, <laughs> and you want to come back from Mars? Yes. Okay. Well, I would like to see my family. This is a this is a would-you-rather. You, FaceTime. It's going to be the, the whole thing. Can you FaceTime on Mars? I don't know. I assume they'll have the technology by the time we go. What do you think is on Mars? Nothing right now. I think there's nothing there. You don't think there's anything there? No, I don't. Do you think there's stuff there? Yeah. What's What's on Mars, Blake? Well, there used to be water at one point. Well, so yes. Who okay. Knows Hold. What used to be there. Yes, that is true. Thank there you. is. There have been found. Mark one on the board for Blake. See, I thought you were going somewhere <laughs> totally different. I was ready for a Craig conspiracy oh, to, to well, take no. off. No. Okay. So, did you answer the question or not? You just you yes, kept I adding. To, I would go to Mars. Even one way trip. Um, <laughs> maybe when I'm like 85, because at that point there's like no use in. I got to be honest. I think that's the only scenario where we don't send you, because uh, once you're 85, like I think we pick younger people to go. The first, the Trailblazer mission. What do you mean? I'm just saying, at a certain point, I think that it, it makes more sense to send a younger person uh, to to build a society there than to send uh, somebody who is 85 years old. That's my guess. That's right. my assumption. I know you'd have you'd have a lot of knowledge in your 85 year old Blake, you know, brain. <sighs> but still, I, I would assume that that's the that's the least likely what time for you to go. What would be the first thing you do when you're on Mars? <laughs> I don't know. Um, put a flag down, I guess. Be like, yeah. Okay, that's lame. That's, you have to. That's the moon. Somebody, well, you know every time if we it's explore. Real. Right. What did you say? If the flag's real. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. No, it is a Craig conspiracy all of a sudden. <laughs> right. I, 
but are you actually wait hold on we're gonna take a break we're gonna take a commercial okay. break actually in a second too but i really have to know because i know that uh, blake enjoys to to joke around on the air right the moon landing yes happened it did happen at one point okay you're not saying it didn't no i'm not saying it didn't okay good you're not saying that none of that stuff that it's all up there it was all no, real no it's happened okay but the first time what I, do you- I don't know <laughs> No one knows. Are you being honest? Yes. I can't figure this out now. 100%. You're, you're not sure if because Apollo 11 landed on the moon. There was a lot of racing who was going to get to the moon first. Okay. So the whole flag planting, why is the flag moving? If Russia no, never made it, though. They never no even went. wind in the atmosphere. Yeah, Russia never went, though, man. They never. There was a whole lot of racing, and then they just gave up. They just didn't go at all. They never got any guys up there. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying that they didn't. Okay. I'm not you're just saying that you don't know if Apollo 11... I need an expert. we got to call somebody. Buzz Aldrin, he likes to do interviews. Is he, is he still, still around? <laughs> I don't know. I'm curious. Buzz, Buzz used to do it. He might have passed away, though, actually. You might be right about that. But, I think uh, he passed away. Yeah, it's no good. Uh, no, he's still, he's still kicking. Ooh, he's in Jersey. That? He lives in Glen Ridge. Jersey he's 89 boy. years old, the perfect age perfect to go to Mars. Mars. <laughs> this is great. We're going to send Buzz, but first we've got to ask him if that actually happened. Right. Because you don't believe it. Well, Would you? I'm, wait yeah. a minute. Okay. If I ever got an interview like that, yeah. like an actual astronaut, sit in this studio, yes. look you in the face, yep. would you tell that guy you don't think they went to, to the moon? Yes. You would? Possibly. I know, it possibly what, possibly changed a bunch. It depends on what, okay. what we're talking about. Because the, the question is large in context, but <laughs> yes, when we're talking about specific missions, Correct. specific things. Correct. And oh, we got Mark Strauss Mark in now. Strauss, I've, I bet you he feels the Uh-oh. same way I do. Uh-oh. We're going to do a whole thing. I'll turn on another Have mic. Have you ever seen the video of uh, some clown approaching Buzz Aldrin and harassing him about whether or not the moon landing actually took place? Didn't he hit that guy? He just about knocked him out. Yeah. Yeah, Buzz. And this yeah, was so just a few years be ago. Be careful, Blake. Right. No, I would like to see Buzz and Blake I don't want to board up ISU. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. No, that's absolutely true. you got to watch that video. <laughs> right. Let's, let's get you trained. We'll take a break. You watch the video of how Buzz fights in his 80s right. and see if you feel like you can take him. Because you should not say to anyone like that to their face that we didn't go to the moon. Well, you, know. you really don't think so? Oh, oh, well, no. We've been to the moon. This is okay. scientifically proven. One of the We've other ones, the one of the other missions made. But I'm saying the photo <laughs> is pilot. I'm not saying Apollo 11 didn't go to the I moon. Gotcha. It I obviously did. I know did. what you're saying. But this the is... photo that was taken could have been photoshopped. Did and you there's get, a bunch of conspiracies. Did you get this right from now. a YouTube video? No, I got this from school. Okay, got it. Who in school? Who taught you that? Well, I have three degrees, so somewhere in there. So you don't remember? No. I want the teacher in. I want to know mm, so many things I'm now. I'm not calling names. I, I would like names. I'm going to take a break. Tell me the names off the air? Maybe. Okay, here we go. Uh, a lot more coming up on AM 1230 WJBC. Free in your app store. I was talking to somebody off the air there for a second who doesn't want to go on the air. I'll get back to that later. Uh, Blake Haas is in studio on the Craig Collins Show here on AM 1230 WJBC. A lot more to talk about here on the show. I want to talk about the baseball stuff, uh, but I'm going to do a long rant. So I don't think I need to do that right now, Blake, because you, you don't need to hear a long rant, right? You want to you participate. Right. You want to be a part of the show. Yes. Okay. The phones just light up when I come in here. They, I noticed. I noticed, man, every single time. So there's a bar pop-up. How do you feel about the pop-ups in general? I don't like pop-ups. Okay. Yeah. What's the last pop-up you went to? You... I went to a friend's pop-up in Chicago the 23rd of December. Nice. What was it? What was the pop-up? Uh, it was at AT&T store. Okay. So they were just having... I meant bars. Oh. You Okay. I went to an Ulf. Yeah. You went bar. to a, a pop-up AT&T store. Right. Do well, you, Do you like the pop-up restaurant, the pop-up bar concept? Yeah, I went to Not an Ulf much. one. Okay. And I only stayed for a couple of minutes because the prices were high. 
I don't know what an elf one is. Elf the movie. Got it. Yeah. They had spaghetti with like Pop-Tarts in it. Really? Yeah, like stuff that he would eat. Okay, this was all just at a bar. Yes. You just felt like you were part of the movie for a little while? Yeah. How do you feel about a Lego one? Mm. There is a Lego pop-up bar that's going to be making its way through the country. It first starts in Orlando on the 20th and 21st of March. It is a entirely Lego-built bar. So the entire enclosure that you will walk into, completely constructed out of Legos. I kind of like that. It's kind of cool, right? But I mean... What are the chances you step on a Lego? I think they're 100%. Ooh, actually, that changes <laughs> the whole thing. That makes no sense. You ever stepped on a Lego? Uh, no. Oh, you is haven't it, had kids. Uh, no, I don't. Do you have kids? Is that what you're trying to say no, on the I show? <laughs> I'm very confused with the things I learn about you. <laughs> okay. You're, you're That's like, not what I meant. You just sat back. You're like, oh, you don't have any kids, do you? <laughs> who from, did you become for a second there? I'm from Clinton. Do you know who you are? Do you know how many children you have? <laughs> you and not. Neil both both behave like older guys. Right. Every so often does like your brain convince yourself you're in your mid-40s? <laughs> like you have three kids? You call your girlfriend wifey, by the way, Blake, so I'm actually pretty oh sure God. that somewhere in there like a flip switches. Right. Every so often. Yeah. 45-year-old you comes out. Things happen. They do. Uh, but you don't have any children either. Have you stepped on Legos? Uh, I've stepped on one before. You recall it being terrible? I uh, think it's I think yeah. it's overblown. No. If Listen here. If 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. The moon's up there. I got you. Not Apollo 11. <laughs> and you walk out to go get a no drink. No flag. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you step on a Lego barefoot. That's like putting a needle through your arm. I don't understand why you'd have Legos randomly sitting around your, your house. I don't get it. You don't have any, any like young right. brothers and sisters. 829-2345 is most ridiculous. This is the silliest question I've asked uh, in a while on this show. Uh, how bad does it actually hurt? I think that's overblown. No, it hurts bad. No, I think it's a miss. I think that we, we make no, it sound no. worse than it is. It hurts bad. Okay. I know that it hurts to, to step on anything. Right. But I think a Lego is probably more mild than some things. A Lego or a small little like green army man? <laughs> Or a Lincoln log. What is your life? <laughs> I don't understand. What happens? At, why would you right. have Lincoln logs? I just, I don't get it. Anyway, back to the story. A 90-minute pop-up experience will include building competitions in the bar. Ping pong competitions will take place. 22,500 bricks were used. Photo ops are available for the social medias. There's going to be a DJ spinning tunes that is going to be using a, I assume, a Lego-built turntable because right. everything's made of Legos. Tickets to get into the Lego bar. This is not to have drinks. This is not to have food. This is to get in the door, which is how these things are so genius, by the way. Like, you, you have to pay just to be inside a bar. That is a great idea. No band is there. It's not like I'm paying a cover because I'm seeing a show. Right. I'm just getting in the Lego place. 15 to 20 bucks. No. First come, first serve. No. You're not going to do that? Go ahead, millennials. Take it. You're a millennial. I don't, I'm not paying $15 to right. walk inside a Lego bar. Let's go back for a second. You just right. said, go ahead, millennials, yeah, take it. because millennials will do that for the Instagram. You're a millennial. I do know. Do you know I'm, how old you are? I know I'm a millennial. Is this a Benjamin Button thing? Like, are you not actually your age? <laughs> well, no, I know I'm a millennial. Okay. But I'm saying my millennial counterparts do Are that. you growing down? Are you like 50 to 60 years old? And, and are you Benjamin Butting downward? I've been called that. Okay, I think you are. Maybe you and Neil both are. Maybe now I fully understand now right. what it is. Well, would you pay for that? I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm stupid. I told you I would waste all my money if I make yeah. millions of dollars. I would probably, if I'm, if I'm in a place where a pop-up Lego, fully Lego bar uh, exists, yeah. I'd you probably, would do that? I, yeah, but I would. Think, are you taking your wife? Of course I'm taking my wife. That's $40. I'm aware. 
I, it's, to get in the place. I know. And then she'll write it up on our little, I talked about this on Mark Strauss's show. We now have a little um, dry erase board on the fridge, and she's tallying where we're spending money. We're, we're trying to be oh, better about it in 2020. Those. Yes, it's, it's a thing. It's a whole thing. Ooh. And it's never good. And uh, one evening recently, we went well over budget for the day. And so she like circled it, and there's some some exclamation points. Oh, so we're aiming against that. I assume if I did the Lego bar forty dollar thing, it that would, would land bad. up. Yeah, that would be up in the fridge for a few days. Well, you know, you win some, you lose some. That's exactly true. I want to know how old you actually. We might have to do a test. I think we're going to do like a. Would you do a DNA test of some kind? No. Would we send it off to somewhere. Nope. I think we need to do it, Blake. Nope. We need to figure it out. Nope. I need the whole genesis of what's going on. Because somewhere down the line, somebody in my family has been arrested, I'm sure. (laughs) You don't want that. Yeah, I don't want to know. Good talk. Uh, Quick break. A lot more coming up in just a Joe Puma. Uh, Tonight, today, actually, sunny and breezy. Wind chills in the teens, high of 27. Tonight, increasing clouds, single-digit wind chills, low of 16. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Snow showers in the afternoon, 1 to 2 inches expected, a high of 32. Tomorrow night, snow changing over to freezing rain, then changing back to just rain. After sunrise Saturday, a low of 28 and rising. Saturday during the day, rain showers ending before noon. Morning high of 38, then back to 25. Uh, by noon, that is very complicated. Sunday, sunny and cold, a high of 14 degrees. It sounds like we're going to have like a very short spike of temperatures, and then it's going to immediately start going away, if I'm reading that right. High of 27, it's 27 degrees right now at Radio Bloomington. <laughs> Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. You ever get worried about the weather? Like like when it goes crazy, when it does weird stuff? Yeah, I get br- bread and milk. You get bread and milk? No, I didn't yeah. mean that. I mean, oh. like, do you ever get worried about, like, Armageddon? No. Okay. Not so. worried about, like, uh, you know, global warming, Armageddon, uh, that kind I, of stuff. I can't give my opinion. That, why not? Because I'm a news guy. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Fine. That's. I will let you plead the fifth there. Um, but it's every time we have a day like that, tomorrow night it says that it's going to be snow that changes to freezing rain, then back to rain, and sunrise is going to go up from 28 to about 38, but then it's going to start falling again by noon. Like it's a very, there's a lot of stuff going on in the next it's couple up days. And down. Yeah, there's going to be a lot, of, uh, a lot of movement, and that scares me sometimes. Right. Moving on to something that you can weigh in on, I assume pot. You feel good about pot? What kind of pot? Uh, marijuana, oh. uh, any kind. Uh, any kind, whatever kind. I don't know what kind you prefer. Well, there's there... a pot you put a flower in. <laughs> nope, none of those. This is the uh, consumable product, the smokable. Yeah, that that thing. I think you just did an uh, in-studio uh, demonstration of it. No, I was wiping my nose. Okay, got it, either or. It's the um, weather. Snowflake, Arizona is a place, and apparently they grow pot there. And a pot farm had a really weird thing happen. They're saying it's just all like UV light related, so don't worry. But a big purple haze went up over the farm into the sky. It's There's a bunch of social media photos going around right now. Uh, one woman who took a photo of the phenomenon said that she doesn't know if that means that they're growing a specific product there or what's going on. But giant purple haze over what happens to be a pot farm. Coincidence? I, I ask you. not. <laughs> um... What kind of marijuana are they growing? Because there's different kinds. They have not. They have not uh, um, let us know. They're saying it's all UV light related. Is all they're saying. It's you know maybe you need those to help grow plants or something, and maybe something goes all all crazy, and then you got a lot of it, so it, it's shining in the sky. I know you've been in radio a long time. Have you ever been to a marijuana farm to do like not, a, a report uh-uh. or something? No, that's not a. Uh. Uh-uh. We haven't done the marijuana. Hasn't been something that people have talked about. My my no, tenure, medical marijuana. I know. I uh, know I haven't. Have you? Do you want to get sent? 
I would like to see a marijuana farm. I'd like to talk to somebody if we're allowed. I don't know if uh, how that all works, but if we yeah. can, I'd like to get a farmer in. I'd like to see what that feels like because there's a lot of I think there's a lot of confusing aspects to the way federal government will treat you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even though it's legal here now, even though recreational is okay here, there's federal issues. Um, and so I heard that we're going to make do everything we can to make sure that like banks who give loans don't get in trouble for you know paying into into some sort of like drug ring thing. It's it's very complicated though. So someone right now who's deciding like after January first to start growing recreational weed interests me because this he's yeah. he's at the forefront of a thing that I'd be afraid to be in. But as a farmer, you can only grow five plants, right? I don't know. I think I think there's a five plant limit. Got it. So Unless even even the people that are right. making up well, I mean the commercial ones, even the guys that are making crops for all the businesses, they can only have five plants. No, for the businesses, yes, but I think you have to get a special license to only do five plants. Yeah. If I no, read that right, I don't mean I don't want to talk to a home grower. This isn't. We uh, haven't gotten well, to the to the you know craft brew stages Chong yet. Stage. At some point, we will craft brew. Brewing is that's all just home brewers who who got popular over time. Right, we'll get that world for marijuana. I'm not there yet, though. I don't want to talk to those guys. You want They're, to talk to the commercial? People. I want to talk to the commercial guy, the guy who's doing this as a big business, and ask him like how he feels getting into it. You know, like how you feel dipping your toe in the water when it's not really fully fleshed out yet. They have a store in Normal. It's not a recreational. It's medical, mm-hmm. but they have applied the green the solution. Green, yep, I've heard uh, yeah. people seem to want them to get it because they have mm-hmm. a tenure, too. They seem to be responsible with it, so yeah. they'd be one of the first two. You've been by there? I've never it's been by It's locked there. down like Fort Knox. Is it? Yes. Is there guards outside the front door? Uh, when you say guards, what do you mean by guards? I don't know, like a guy with some sort of weapon. By security cameras, yeah. Okay, that's not that's not a dude in a it's, weapon. It's a guard. It's good enough, right. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, there's a purple haze that's over a pot farm in uh, Arizona, and people are starting to talk about it. People are starting to ask questions. It is a good marketing gimmick if you need to get your you know your name out there. This is probably the way to do it in that industry in that field. Do a light show. Maybe it's one of those like smoke bombs you buy in the Fourth of July. Yeah, there you go. Right, it's all purposeful. Um, all right, do you have some would you rather's before I take a break here? Ooh, ooh. Uh, Are you excited? Well, no, I didn't have them pulled up. Oh, okay. that's fine. I'm ready to go. Okay, you're ready to go? I'm ready to yeah. go. All right. All right. Would you rather constantly itch or always have a cough? <laughs> so I thought about this. You asked me this one before we took the break. Right. Uh, or while well, we were in the break, actually. And I couldn't do my job. I couldn't do this job, a job that I like doing, if I always had a cough. So I have to go itch. But I don't feel good about that answer because that would be horrendous. Imagine over time. doing an interview with someone and you're just constantly itching. Just like, yeah, the whole time. But they're focusing on you itching yourself. So you're saying I couldn't do the job either way? Well, while they're talking, you could cough. Gotcha. Well, I couldn't know, but if I'm constantly coughing, like, I don't think I could cough button them all, man. I think I'd get them, some of them would get on the air. Yeah. And the itching thing, though, you'd probably get fired. Like, let's say any job, right. not even a radio job. But if you're the guy who's itching himself all day in the office, you're probably getting canned. Yeah. You're yeah, probably like not going to make it. Lice or right, something. Right. Like you're itching your shoulders and everything just like the whole time. That guy's. When you see somebody at work and they start itching themselves, you instantly have things running through your mind. Like maybe <laughs> they have lice. They haven't showered for a couple that's, of days. No, that's not what I usually. Really? Yeah. What do you do? Itching. I think we all itch a little. Right. Right. But when somebody like over itches themselves. What is over itching? Like, <laughs> this sounds weird to say. <laughs> But itching probably more than one time a minute. Okay. 829-2345. Call me if someone that you work with itches a lot. And if you, like Blake, start to think of all the things that could be going on. Because sometimes I wonder yeah. if it's just like a bad uh, bad soap. 
Or, you know, maybe it's a rash. I don't know. And we all have different skins, right? Right. Some people yeah. need more lotion than other people need. Or more itching. Well, well, if you go no lotion, some people itch a lot. That's why I always keep a jar of lotion on my desk. Oh, here we go. <laughs> it's going to turn into a whole spin. Are you allowed to hawk products on the air? I don't, I don't think I am. Anyways, would you Now, rather... here, I got, I got a different oh, one. Oh, okay. My turn. Yeah, go ahead. Hold on. It's Colin right, show. I get some. Yep. Would you rather always give bad advice or always take bad advice give bad advice one never want to take thousand <laughs> percent put it on the table no matter who it is you you would be incapable of giving good advice to anyone if anyone ever asked you and you'd prefer to always give terrible always. advice always uh caller what's your name john uh john clinton what do you want to say bud yeah that purple haze you're talking about yes maybe Jimi hendrix is out there oh there you go you think he's still alive is that what you're saying too could be his ghost. Gotcha. That's good. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's a he's a great artist, and he mm-hmm. would be connected to that to that name. So that makes sense. Is there anything else you want to say to me, John? I know you always have other thoughts. Oh, I have lots of thoughts, but no, that's I. I heard you talking about the first thing that popped into my mind was Jimi Hendrix is out there. Do me a favor. Share one other random thought you got in your brain right now. I just want to know what it is. Anything. Anything you think of, John. The the show is yours for the next 30 seconds. Well, my cat, Mo, who is laying on my lap right now, mm-hmm. he wants to go outside, and I keep telling him, you can't go outside. It's too cold. But the cat must weigh 30 pounds. He's a, he's a big cat. He's like a Garfield. Oh, he's bigger than Garfield. Well, I think he can go outside then. Can I Can I just, like, throw my opinion at you? I think he could make it. He'll probably be fine. I mean, how long does he go out? Is he an outside-trained cat? Yeah, he... Oh, he he'll be goes, fine. He goes across the street, and I worry about him getting hit by a car. Yeah, I get it. They're good at dodging. Like, cats are... It's incredible, the the amount that... I've never had an outdoor-trained cat, but I think he'll be fine. I mean, he won't get cold, and he'll, he'll he's going to make it. I guarantee you, from the show. Yeah, he's a, he's a chunk. <laughs> well, maybe, like, get some diet cat food then, you know? He or maybe, actually, it. the letting him go outside probably would fix the both problems, wouldn't it? He, 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 in the spring and summertime and fall, he's out all day. Yeah, I had a dog, like, we had a, we had a, a chunk, I guess, that's, I'm using your term now, uh, of a dog at one point. The only way that we ever got her to exercise was by, like, dangling food that she couldn't quite reach because she'd go after that for a while and then she started to lose a little bit of weight um that's just my advice maybe let the cat outside and we'll see if uh, if garfield drops a few pounds well i don't want him to freeze that's true that's you're you're smart it's cold out uh thank you john for calling him man call back yep. i love talking to you all right that was john what a guy it's a tough predicament i feel like it's it's interesting you're you live in clinton right john lives in clinton yeah i don't know who he is though uh, you guys have never met. He knows me. Okay. You've never come across each other in any, like, you've never... Maybe at the Apple and Pork. That's a okay. festival there, yeah. You both ask questions sometimes, like his. He's he's wondering whether he should let his cat outside. Right. They're kind of, you know... Uh, a what? Trying to think of a good way to... They're, a they're, Clinton question. Well, yeah. Let's call it a Clinton question without yeah. explaining in too much detail There's what I mean by that. for you. Yeah. Maybe after this break, you'll ask me some more Clinton questions. Yes. Like, what, do you think that John should have let his cat outside? Ooh, that's... Would you, degrees? would you rather <laughs> let John's cat mow outside? Um, I don't know, because if you let him out, then it's cold. 
Yeah. But but he's got a shed. Does it have a litter box though? He's that's as, the question. As John said, he's a chunk. What do you mean? The outside is a litter box. No, outside the garage. No, outside's a litter box. He doesn't need... Right, no, I'm saying does he have a litter box inside the garage? Because if he does, then you don't have to. But he's not going in the garage. He's going, like, to the world. Well, that's a John problem. <laughs> that's not a me problem. You've never had a cat like that? No. Like, just a wanderer? No. They just go do their thing for a few hours, then come home? You don't really know what they're doing? That's like a small child. No, nah, wait, that's not how... <laughs> I'm just I'm going to talk to you about the difference between cats and children. Quick break, a lot more coming up in just a minute. DC. I'm not a champagne stealer. I just would never do that to someone. Why would I steal champagne? <sighs> this drama is just like taking over the house. She puts on the pretty little princess facade and she's manipulating Peter. She'll get a rude awakening. It's not going to go well. It's not going to go well, Blake. This is the Bachelor preview of next week's uh, episode, which you watch religiously, right? Yes, sir. Every Monday night at uh, 8 o'clock, is that the time? Or is it 7 o'clock? Uh, it's time? 7 o'clock at the pregame starting starts at 6. <laughs> The pregame with you and your mom. Is yes. That, okay. Box of wine. So you guys get a box. You get a box every episode. Yes. Ooh, that's a that's bold. Yeah. You how? What do you mean by bold? It's just two of us. I know, but it's a that's a box. How right. many how many cups are in a box of wine? Like thirty two. Yeah. <laughs> what? What do you? Why? You're judging. I, lo- no. I don't like when you judge me. I just I love the way you're doing this right now. The delivery is spot on. Right. It's great. Thirty two. Yeah. No big deal. That's you and Ma. 16 piece. Does she throw, she throws back more than you, let's be honest. Uh, well, she's over there with the bag on one right. knee, just <laughs> straight down the old pipe. By the time you get to the end of The Bachelor? Right. Okay. Um, so are you excited for next week's show? Yes. They are very sad already. I can't wait. We are three weeks into this show, and the ladies competing for Pete's heart, very emotional, very upset. There's uh, a lot, a lot of, of drama. What did you think of the champagne thing that happened? Champagne gate? Yeah. 2020? <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Kelsey, who's drinking the champagne, she starts calling people out like there are, she calls them snakes. She does. She yeah. Her least favorite animal. So when she starts doing that, it, it starts to backfire just a little bit because she calls McKenna out, and then she starts to call other, or Hannah Ann out. Mm-hmm. Well, Hannah Ann is a don't, favorite. Yeah, she's a favorite on the show if you don't know. Yeah, she's she's doing well. So I don't know. I, I think she's going to, they're keeping her on for ratings, but I think she's going to get booted, evidently. Okay. Because uh, that always happens, too. Every right. episode, every season, there's a guy, Chad, who was one of the most famous ones in a Bachelorette season. Right. Who, who got to stay for a while. Then eventually they land on the Bachelor in Paradise show that you don't watch. That's where she's going to go. It's, I don't watch that. Kelsey's going to wind up there for sure. Yeah, I don't watch that. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I just can't. I was watching the trailer. Like, I watched the whole episode with my wife on uh, Tuesday. We watch them Tuesday. We don't do it live because oh. it's not. One it's of not those. necessary. Well, it's just it not, is necessary. Okay. Uh, we might watch live on Monday now so that she can talk to you about okay. it on Thank Tuesday. You. Yeah, we're trying our best. We'll get the box of wine. Thank you. It'll work out. Um, but the, the most interesting part to me, how much of the emotions are real? How many are real? I would say probably 85%. 85% are yeah, real. These are real people, real lives. I know. The thing that's most surprising yeah. to me in the first couple episodes of this show is how much the, the current Bachelor, Pete. So here's the thing. For anyone that doesn't watch this show at all, um, there's a current guy. His name is Pete. He is the one with 20 women vying for his heart, kind of like this billionaire out of Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they all seem to already be in love with him. Two weeks. Most of them have not had much conversation with him where they've been alone at all. They've had some one-on-one. They had a little bit. Uh, a couple people might have had an actual date, but a majority of these women have not been on a single date alone with this man, right. yet they're all in love. Um, and so he comes, though, from the last season, the Bachelorette season, in which he made it to the final four, three? Uh, he was final three. Final three? Yeah. And then uh, Hannah B., 
That's the last Bachelorette broke his heart. Yes. So the most interesting thing to me in the whole show has been how real those emotions seemed between those two people, or at least for Peter, because put yourself in his shoes. You're currently named The Bachelor. You're in week one or two of this TV show where all these women seem to really like you, and they're very pretty, very interesting people. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of them have good jobs. Like, they seem like ideal people to date. There's no summer teeth on there. Summer here is I've always gone. been confused that they're all young. They're all in their early 20s. Yeah. I, I don't know a lot of people in their early 20s willing to get married. Me. Except Blake. <laughs> I guess Blake <laughs> is. I couldn't even go through that with a... Okay, anyway. Um, so, so what's surprising is that Hannah B. comes back, and it seemed like the Peter guy really contemplated just walking away, just being like, all right, he I'll just... About it. I, did you hear her say, I think this was the last episode, why don't we just get on a plane and go? Yes, I did hear that. Hannah B., the last Bachelorette threw it out week two of the show. If yeah. that had actually happened, that would have been enough uh, uh, drama for everyone to tune in, yeah, I think. It wasn't going to happen, though. Right? Because honestly, let's let's be let's be totally honest here. This girl broke up with you, and now you have 20 other women that are all telling you they love you. Why would you get on a plane with the one that broke your heart? Yeah, I don't know if I like And here's the thing, is we've now, co-workers here, Katie at the front desk who's listening because she's texting me about this. Okay, good. In face from the Country Country Ooms um Station. She all listen. Okay. We That's have like, not how you describe it. We country, have like country. a Facebook thing going where we, we comment <laughs> about how we don't like someone or we like them. All right. So now it's turned not only to talking about the show on air, but... Also on social media too. So you have a you and have we a, don't like Hannah B. You have a bachelor group of friends here yes. at the radio station. Is what you're saying? I'm the only guy. <laughs> no, John Davy seems to like the show. Yeah, that's right, Johnny. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I think it's you and John and a couple of people. All right, I got to take a break. I got a lot more coming up. I can't. I'm really surprised at how much you enjoy this this program. It's good television. It's real authentic. But do you television. laugh at it or are you actually? It sounds Both. like you're emotionally invested. I am a little bit. Okay. I do laugh. I'm like, wow, the show's so stupid. But like, she's breaking his heart. <laughs> <laughs> you ever do that? No. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Let's be honest. Yeah. I never think it's real emotions. Uh, sometimes it is. It, it, it has to be. Okay. We're going to yeah. take another break. Uh, 829-2345. Simple question on WJBC. I just keep throwing out the phone number and asking for people to call. Do you think the emotions on The Bachelor and or The Bachelorette any season, doesn't even have to be this year, do you think they're real? Yes or no? I'm not, uh, no middle ground, no some are, some aren't. There is middle ground. If you have to go, yes, no. If you have to answer the question one way, 829-2345, are those emotions real? The answer is very obvious. Quick break in Wolfuma. Sunny and breezy wind chills in the teens, a high of 27 today. Tonight, increasing clouds, single-digit wind chills, a low of 16. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Snow showers in the afternoon, 1 to 2 inches of snow likely, high of 32. Tomorrow night, things start to get crazy. We have snow changing into freezing rain. Then it changes back to rain uh, after sunrise on Saturday, a low of 28. Uh, and rising by daytime Saturday, the rain showers will continue. They'll finally end around noon. Then a morning high of 38, but it'll start pulling back all the way to 25. Uh, Sunday, sunny and cold, a high of 14. Right now at Radio Bloomington, it is 26 degrees. You're listening to The Great Common Show on WJBC. It's The Great Common Show on AM 1230 WJBC. I'm going to do a sports segment. All these topics are sports-related. Uh, so if you don't like sports, I promise the next segment won't be. But these are all sports things. The first one, though, I think is also kind of universal. Uh, the Knicks did a interesting promotion, uh, one that's not really fair when you look around the, the NBA at how other things go. If the Lakers had done this, they gave the guy who hit a shot uh, $100,000. 
This is the half-court shot. Neil, have you ever been asked to take a half-court shot? Have you ever been tempted to to get in there and do one of those? I have before, actually. In high school, I was Look pulled out. We had a game that was televised, actually, up in the uh, Chicagoland area. And so it was nice. a big game for us. It was both of the uh, our school and the other school we were playing were ranked in the state. Uh, and so we got tickets. When you walked in, you got a raffle ticket if you were a student. And I somehow got called <laughs> at halftime to do a half-court shot. Did you hit it? Uh, no. Okay. No. Uh, what was the prize? What would you have won? Uh, so I went to, I've told you, I went to a Catholic high school. Yep. So uh, it was, I think, $500 off of your tuition. 500 bucks? Yeah. That's the entire prize for hitting a half-court shot? Well, again, I mean, I know it's high, high school. school. Yeah, but... I get it. Uh, well, then maybe you're not going to think this is as bad as I think it is. But again, remember, places like L.A., the Lakers, other teams, when they do these promotions... They give away things like $100,000. A Knicks fan did this recently, and they didn't give him any money, technically. They gave him $1,000 in lotto scratchers. So essentially, like, the thing you get from Grandma for Christmas uh, is what he got, and he hit the shot. So he goes up there, he nails a half quarter, and the prize is these scratch-off tickets. He wound up winning 570 total bucks, so less money than they spent on the scratchers. And he is nonplus about the whole situation. And I think people are compassionate about it because you go up there, as you know, as somebody who actually did it, the pressure's on, you're on TV or, you know, uh, friend, friends are in the stands watching, and for you to hit it, man, like, you got to expect some big prize, right? You would think. You get $1,000 in lotto scratchers. How does that feel? Yeah, I'm not, not, not the best. Be, no, I wouldn't be very happy. Take a long time to scratch all those off, too, to find <laughs> out you got, like, the 570. Yeah. And I wonder if, like, going in, like, you see the pile, you're like, man, one of these is going to hit, and then as you're scratching... And scratching, you start to get more and more down on the whole prospect. I don't know how, how he hit the 570, too. I don't know if that was early or late. Um, I think the biggest winner he had was a $70 prize. So it, it took a, quite a while. Um, I, you know, I besmirched the, the Lotto Scratcher gift. I think I might have given it to someone this Christmas, by the way. Oh, really? I think I, think I gave Scott Miller some Lotto Scratchers because he, he does really nice like Christmas gifts to everybody. He Everybody, hands out the yeah. Christmas. He's he's very jolly. He's mm-hmm. like a, a you know a Santa Claus in the office. And I felt so bad when he handed me a gift, even though I'd worked with him in other places and kind of knew that he's a gift giver. Um, I ran over to the Casey's and I got him some lotto scratchers. No word yet on if he won a bunch of money. I don't know. Uh, I maybe he did. You're right. And I wouldn't tell anybody if if Scott hit on those lotto scratchers. I would have kept it a secret. Put that in the old because I might have thought like maybe he should give me some. You know, like it depends on on how big it is. I've actually. I've told this story before, but not here. Um, we've we've done uh, what just happened. I just heard out there, Scott Miller. He's coming in the studio. Um, Scott, I, I don't know if you won a bunch of money on the very generous Christmas gift I gave you that I was talking about. You got everybody like fancy, fancy socks. Is that correct? Yeah. I okay. if I would have won money, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> You mean like significant money. Right. But what about like medium money? What if I mean? won $10,000, I'd still be at work. But I would okay. tell, yeah, I You'd would. you tell me? If I won, I would have given you some. You, how if much? If I won 10000 you would have got 1000 Okay, I would I got a, okay. So here's the thing. I, this once happened to me at a different workplace. This wasn't a radio station. We were doing a sales thing. And the sales manager came to all the sales staff. And she's like, guys, why don't we go in on like a Powerball? Right. And we're all like, sure. Yeah, let's do that. And she then said, oh, and if you win, you got to give money back to the company. So it was, it was a requirement of my dollars that I was handing her, and she seemed to be upset if some of the employees were like, well, I don't know if I want to invest back in the company. I probably want to take my portion and, and bounce. But she, she insinuated very heavily that had we won as a group with the company, 
that money's got to go back to the organization. How do you depend, feel about that? It would depend on what the organization was going to do with the money. If it was going to go for the company's bottom line, I'm not interested. Right. If the company was going to then take the money and donate it in the name of the company, I'm fine with it. Let's oh, no. go. Sure. And if I work for like a nonprofit or something, like all things are not the same here. Right. Like I, I would, I'm not going to take money from children. Like if somehow this is benefiting kids, of course, take that portion of my money. I, I'll do it anyway. But this was not that situation. This was an e-commerce job, and I was doing sales with a bunch of people. Yeah, so, no. yeah, she just wanted us to do a little kickback. The next, it was her idea. The next question I have is, why am I still here? I don't know. Why are you it's here? It's been 12 hours I've been in this building. You're, you're aware of what time it is, right? Yeah. Do, do you nap somewhere in the no, studios? No, I've been okay. working. I, I hear there's places to nap. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that Blake may have napped a time or two because he has an odd schedule like you. He comes in different yeah. times, does the games. You don't have a nap spot yet? No. Do you remember the nap spot at GN? No. Okay, there was one. I don't know if I should tell you now. I don't know if I... Well, the building's no longer accessible. <laughs> well, that one, that one's not. There's Yeah, yeah there's another one. I never went in the new building. John Williams, who's well-known, Peoria radio guy for a long time, he had a couch that was used frequently by many a, a GNer to nap on it. Hmm. Yeah, I know. No. You never did that, huh? No, I would work okay. and go home and then turn around and come back to the station. Got it. You don't yeah. you don't like to sleep at the radio station. No, because everybody here is a goofball and somebody's gonna draw on you with Sharpie or take your shoes. It's very true. All right. Well, Neil. <laughs> no, I, I would blame Neil first. He seems like the most likely to do it. That or Blake, right? I don't trust Blake. Okay. He's from Clinton. One last thing, and then I'll I'll let you go because I gotta take a break too. Uh what do you think of my nickname for Mark Strauss? Did you hear it? No. Straussy. It's not he said it's not much of a nickname, and I was worried he wouldn't like it. But I, it came out of my mouth yesterday when I was talking about the guy on the air. Right. And so I'm going to start calling him Straussy. Yeah. How I mean, you, you can go with it. I call him TV guy on the radio. Okay. The, what his show says to call him. Right. So you're very respectful. Yeah. And I go by Straussy because I'm you a could, terrible person. You could go with Mark with the good hair. Mark with the good hair. Mark gotcha. with the TV hair. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to go Straussy. That's not going to catch on. Until he says stop, you go with it. Well, the thing about Mark is he never actually says stop, but he smiles and you kind of feel stop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Good. JBC.com. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, Jim called in to give me another nickname for Mark Strauss. Uh, that might be a segment on the show now. Uh, give give Mark Strauss a nickname. He's never had one, he said before. So uh, uh, Strauss Nadamus was one of the names out there. Strauss Nadamus. What do you feel about that? Not not hitting yet, huh? I mean, I like the idea that we're giving him nicknames. Okay. Yeah. I think that he was also, I think that he, he kind of gave me most of this. I don't know who came up with it, but I'm going to credit Jim as well. Straussosaurus was also out there. But again, I think that's trying too hard. I like Straussy so far. Um, I, I assume from those options, Neil, do you have one? I mean, I'm I'm on board with you for Straussy. I think it kind of rolls off the tongue. Okay. Uh, you can come up with your own too, and and or we can just do what Scott Miller said to do: call him by the what the show says, the TV guy on the radio. That's not a nickname, by the way. That's a that's several additional words. Nicknames have to be shorter, right? Rule one of a nickname. Yeah, I mean, yeah, one or two length ish yeah. the same because Mark is a short name, so I don't know if shorter works per se. But you got to be you got to be in the window there. Um, before I move on, I said that I wanted to talk about some sports stuff. Uh, so I want to actually talk about Carlos Beltran a little bit. He is ousted now. Actually, he, he resigned on his own as the manager of the Mets before he actually did any managing. He's, he's out because he's implicated in this whole cheating thing, uh, which then dives you down a whole big rabbit hole uh, because apparently back last year in the World Series, and I don't remember this being a big deal. I didn't pay enough attention to it, I guess. An Astro player had something fall off of his body, 
that no one knew what it was. And now there's a lot of zoomed-in videos on it. It kind of looks like a, a piece of tape, but I assume there's some sort of object gets getting taped to the body. That might have been a buzzer. So then the way that they cheated is the, the room can, like, steal the sign and then vibrate the person via this buzzer to tell them what kind of pitch is coming. So, like, the technology gets to be even more intense. If we find this to be true, do we wonder then if a lot of teams might have been doing it? If, like, the technology was that developed? before MLB comes down on people? I mean, everybody's cheating in some aspect. Yeah, I don't know, but like, but there's, there's differences. To this extent, I don't think. Okay. You don't think that every single team had some form of smart technology strapped to their person no. so that someone could be texting them via a vibration no. what pitch was coming? It's like I was telling Mark earlier, it's like cheating and gambling. It's like you ever seen Casino? We when, you know, the one part of that movie where sure. they're you know, going through and talking about how the casinos work in Vegas and you know, there's the guys that's wearing the wire and the other guy's tapping his wire that he's got so that they're cheating the game. It's same same concept. Yeah. Same nope. exact thing. Well, you're right, and a lot of people have tried to take Vegas. Like, there's a bunch of, of movies that are, the concept is, like, um, you know, beating Blackjack before Blackjack was harder to beat when you could count cards and stuff. The thing about Vegas, though, man, is they used to break your legs when they figured out that you were oh, cheating yeah. them. No, in that movie, they bring the guy in, and they uh, right. they said, when you shuffle your chips, can you do it with your uh, left hand? He goes, no, not really, and they beat his right hand with right. the hammer and bloodied it. And yeah. See? Yeah. So would you like that kind of justice meted out at the MLB level? Well, I don't know if that's going to be allowed. I, I, don't, but, I don't think it is allowed. Um, but uh, that is that's the that's the kind of the deterrent <laughs> that I don't know if these people losing a year of their jobs there is some you I know, think it is if Mark and I were saying I mean I think with now people being fired people you know yeah. having to resign I I think that's more than enough to you don't think you just get it you just make it better you don't think mm. you just make the cheating because technology is there this is something I've thought the whole time this story was breaking is like man if you wanted to use like devices. Uh, to make this happen, I feel like we're already there, technology-wise. That's fine, though. I mean, people might try, but right. you know, if you get caught... Uh, oh, you it's know, terrible. These guys are making pretty good money. I don't think they want to be losing that money they're making. It's amazing, though. They're so competitive. They, none of that matters. Um, just envision yourself, your whole life, being like one of the best players at a sport everywhere you go, you know, college level, high school level. People in town talk about how great you are, and the competition just... It, it takes over some of these guys, and then the money doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters, man. I think some of these players, some of these coaches, some of the people implicated, uh, they, I don't know if they totally regret it. They regret getting caught, but I think they want to do everything they can to win. That's my perception of some people that rise to that level of, of athletic competition because it's hard. It's hard to be you know that upper echelon human, and so you do everything you can to win, man. I don't think money is the is the ultimate reward. I think it really is championships. I mean, I, I agree, but there is some, you know, when you get caught and then you can't come back and have oh, a I chance know. to win or make the money you're making. Right. I think no, it's going to deter some people. No, well, certainly I'm not saying, let's not, let's, uh, let's articulate this correctly. I'm not saying this isn't a deterrent at all. I'm not saying that no one will care at all. I'm saying that certainly I don't know that this ends the problem, though, because I think that, and we've found time and again as far as the steroid era or anything else that and there were publicly people caught publicly people in trouble PED stayed in baseball for a while Neil they had to eventually try very very hard to surprise test people to to we hope now remove them completely from the game but there were several embarrassing suspension type things and it was still a problem and so if this is a a a league-wide problem which I don't know that it is. I don't. I believed that it wasn't, and I've made jokes about the fact that I don't think my team's involved, uh, my team being the Yankees, of course. But 
I don't know, man. Like, when we get to the point where you're taping something on your person, it falls out during a World Series game, and no one really asks you what it is, no explanation is done, and it takes... I read this take, actually, that one person is upset at the um, the Houston Astros players who reported this after they left the team because tattletaling and, you know, you, this kind of thing, reporting this, is what's truly wrong about it. Because if it hadn't been reported... We would never have had the investigation. We would never have the, the public interest that gets us to that to this place. So is this another, like many a baseball thing, did people know about this? And, and were we, were, I'm very confused now. As, as more information comes out, as we see how good the technology might have gotten, we're no longer talking about like banging on a trash can, man. We're, we're now talking about what might have been pieces of, of technology strapped to people's bodies. We'll see where else it leads. That's true. We will see where else it leads. After this break, i got a news break coming up in a second. Uh, You've heard this in the news report. Odell Beckham Jr. has an arrest warrant out for him because he smacked a police officer on the the bottom uh, after LSU won the the national title. This is a weird story that keeps happening. This guy, this police officer, was in the locker room. The LSU players start uh, lighting cigars to celebrate, and he threatens to arrest them, correct? He, he, he insinuates to the team that if they don't put the cigar, cigars out, they will be in legal trouble. And then cooler heads prevail, I read. But apparently, in, the, in a, the process of all that, Odell smacked the guy in the butt, and now there's an arrest warrant for him. So, I don't know. I don't know where, where the, the correct went, is in there. Yeah, went from celebrating to... Well, there's one officer. It sounds like there's one officer who was who was trying to follow a lot of the rules. Well, I saw a video of it, yeah. I mean, okay, it's, at a heightened emotional yeah. time. And uh, I don't know if the cigars, anyway. I got to take a break. It's news time on AM 1230 WJBC. We'll talk just Joe Puma. Sunny and breezy wind chills in the teens, a high of 27 today. Tonight, increasing clouds, single digit wind chills, a low of 16. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, snow showers in the afternoon, one to two inches of snow likely, a high of 32. Tomorrow night, snow changing over to freezing rain, then changing to rain uh, after sunrise Saturday, a low of 28 and rising. By Saturday during the day, rain showers end before noon, morning high of 38, falling to 25. Uh, Sunday, sunny and cold, a high of 14. Right now at Radio Bloomington, it is 26 degrees. You're listening to The Greg Collins Show on WJBC. It's The Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. I talked about this before the news. Odell Beckham Jr., um, a guy that I don't terribly like, a guy that's uh, an odd NFL player, um, you know, so I, I don't want this to sound like I'm defending him per se. He's the kind of guy that had to take, uh, you know, he had to take IV injections at halftime because he doesn't like the taste of water. He's a very good receiver, but he's a peculiar human. Um, he is in trouble, or at least I guess he has a warrant out for his arrest. He is cooperating with authorities. This is coming from the LSU championship game that took place in New Orleans. Um LSU won the game, Odell's in the locker room, hanging out with the players. They start lighting up cigars, and an officer in the room says that's not allowed. An officer in the room even threatens, or at least, uh, I don't know if threatens the right word. Would you say threaten is the right word, Neil, or maybe just informs is a better word? Probably informs. Okay, informs the players that that's not allowed, and that if they continue to uh, have the cigars, if they don't put them out, get rid of them, whatever, uh, that they'll be in legal trouble. Uh, They might have been, you know taken at the scene I th- there was an insinuation that they could be arrested correct yes from okay. what i gathered yes. that's how in some ways to me that feels like threatens but anyway it's a 
It's tomato, tomato, it doesn't matter. Um, they wound up not having to do that. The players did. They were allowed to continue smoking their cigars. They just won a national title game. Otel's giving out money in the locker room, and there might be problems with that because he didn't give them out to just players that are no longer going to be college athletes. Uh, but in the, in the process of all this, when I guess cooler heads prevail and none of the players wind up getting in legal trouble for having cigars, Odell smacked the, the officer on the, on the butt. Um, and he is now, there's an arrest warrant out for him for, for assault, um, and he is a cooperating with authorities. They're going to try to figure it out. i got to ask you, man, because uh, my, outside of being in the situation, which is never a great way to assess a situation, but this is my reaction as all the pieces are falling, is that this individual, however passionately he cared about the cigar thing, started to just simply feel disrespected. Um, and I think that might be the reason that it's escalated to the level of of arrest warrant for for you know butt smack. Uh, and again, he's in a he's in a football locker room. I'm not trying to say it's okay, but he's in a football locker room, and the tensions get high, and then tensions are relieved. And I think a lot of butts were probably smacked that day. Is that wrong to say? <laughs> that, no, I'm I mean, assuming it's, it's players celebrated with each other the way that football players did. And Odell's a football player, and he might have been happy at the call. Uh, the police officer made when he, I don't know. I don't know exactly. You said you saw a video of yeah, the interaction. Th- there was a very short clip I saw on okay. Twitter as I was scrolling and I didn't, I watched it once as I was scrolling by. I I don't know if he thought it was somebody else. Maybe, Cause it looks like when he, when he smacks the officer on the butt, he kind of, Odell kind of looks shocked because the guy turns around okay. and looks at him and he, Again, I would have to rewatch it. This is just what I saw initially and the one time I glanced at it. Is, it looked yeah. like Odell was kind of surprised, too, when he did it, and like maybe he thought it was somebody else and not who he thought it was. But I could be wrong. Maybe he knew, he, maybe he knew it was the officer and he was doing it for whatever okay. reason. But that was my take when I first looked at it, but I don't know. Gotcha. Okay, so I'm watching some of the video of it, too. It does seem like maybe it was more, uh, I don't know. Um, either way, though, I, I think that once... So let me say this. Do you agree with the idea that the players should have potentially been in trouble for smoking cigars after winning a national championship? I mean, I I don't really Hard know what that normally, if that's the norm, if you okay. know teams do that a lot. I mean, they are college yeah. athletes, but they're all right. over 18 years old. They and are. So it's a smoke-free area, now, so I don't know. It could be, and there are, I mean, there are different laws, different places. I mean, yeah. just here in Illinois, they're, you know, 20, I've seen, 21 or older for tobacco, so. I've seen the video while we're chatting here, and it, it does seem more to be purposeful than uh, accidental in my watching of it. I don't know. Um, it does seem like he's kind of trying to, to, you know, react to the guy and the way that he probably is in the locker room right now, trying to. I, I just can't envision it. I'm trying to put myself in the in the situation as all the different people because there's so many complex layers when you react to things like disrespect for police. There's a, a lot of problems on a national scale in that world. But if, if we're looking at this as a one-off incident, one-off incident, and we got a bunch of players, young guys, national champions, celebrating with cigars, surprised they're being told that they could get in legal trouble if they don't put said cigars out, and then Odell's in the room as well, feeling like kind of a bigger celebrity, a bigger name in all this, maybe even responsible to, you know, somehow relieve the tensions of that. I don't know. These are my assumptions of what's going in. I just, I think this should go away. I think this is a bad look for everyone involved. There shouldn't be a, a warrant and a, and a harassment suit. This should just go away. I know we were talking about the LSU quarterback the other day, Joe Burrow, and yes. you liked his story. Did you see any of the videos of him? 
uh, in the locker room after kind of smoking the cigar. He was just owning it. He know? was. Because he didn't care at all. He's you know he's transferred schools. He's right. you know risen up, and now he just won this game. And he was just the videos are pretty funny. They, they are he's just kind of taking in the moment, and you know now he's going to maybe be a top ten pick in the draft. Well, and the thing about Joe, I think he might be a number one pick in the yeah. draft. The thing about Joe is um he wasn't. He had, like you said, he was transferred because he wasn't considered to be a starting quarterback at the school he was before he goes to LSU. And then in the first of his two seasons at LSU, when he's already, I think he's already a, a graduated student, right? Like he'd already finished his education. I think this is his fifth year. Yeah, okay, he was least. just playing for the sake of of playing the the game because he had two years of elig- eligibility left. He only threw for like three thousand yards, not a lot of touchdowns the first year because it was a very run happy offense. So even then, like one year at LSU, you don't see the guy as a Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, you know, a first-round pick in the NFL draft. I don't even think the perception from the team was that he was as good as he is. There was an acknowledgement in the offseason between seasons that he probably should get to throw the ball around a little bit more, and then the dude does what he does. So, yeah, if you're sitting there in the locker room after all that, the ups and downs of your collegiate career, not knowing if you're ever going to be a starter to not being, you know, as featured to winning a Heisman and then destroying a Clemson team that is very, very good normally. I mean, that was impressive in and of itself, the amount to which they beat that team. And again, I, I think I talked about this earlier in the week, that I'm disappointed ch- national championship games are now mostly blowouts. But you got to feel great about yourself. Someone gives you a cigar, you're smoking it. Yes, I was entertained by him owning it and entertained by him not seeming to give a crap when um, jail time was threatened for an amount of time. Because it was floated, and I know Joe probably heard it. And he didn't seem to be reacting to it. He walked out of the locker room with his cigar in his mouth. And where the game was in? Is in New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. Okay. So it was. It was an interesting entire. I don't know if you have any reaction to it. Eight two nine two three four five. I will move on to something else. But it's just the world of sports is weird right now. Most of the stories coming out of sports are not. I want. Where's the the you know the victory stories? Where's the we have the agony of defeat and we have the awkwardness and the cheating scandals and the the lawsuits. I need someone like an underdog to rise up and do something great and, and us to focus on that. And Joe could be that. He could be that story. But instead, the, the reports out of you know the national title game a week-ish after they happened are yeah, a cop went, got angry about smoking, and then Odell Beckham's got an, uh, you know, a thing. That's why I think it should all just go away. The wrong things are being highlighted, in my opinion, right now. And the MLB is no better, uh, but we will move on to something else. Americans are getting less and less sleep. How much do you sleep a night? Mm, not a lot. I would say at least, I don't know, six and a half, seven okay. hours. If you could get a perfect eight hours of sleep, how much would you pay for that? Guaranteed. Uh, One not, off. Not a big deal. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. The av- the average American would shell out three hundred and sixteen dollars and sixty one cents for just one night of absolute perfect uh, sleep. This comes from new research. Two thousand Americans were asked the question. Uh, this is up from two hundred and ninety bucks which respondents last year said they would drop on a perfect night of sleep. That is, ideal eight hours, wake up refreshed, everything about it is is wonderful. Uh, respondents said that they have more terrible nights of sleep in the past year than they've ever had before, about 105 terrible nights a year compared to just 99 the previous year. 115 midday snoozes uh, might have been taken between these individuals, which is up from the typical 93 naps, I guess, we had a year before. Americans are struggling, man. We are struggling to hit the snooze button, get to bed, and do it right. Um, and I don't know where the uh, solution comes in here either. Maybe it's because of all the stress that we have from things like national title games not being able to be celebrated for the good things that happen. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, but technology is getting involved. Are you aware of that, Neil? 
that that's part of the issue? Well, it's part of maybe the solution, oh. but yeah, it's it's probably part of the problem. Yeah, let's be <laughs> let's be honest. You fall asleep with your phone, right? I mean, I'm normally checking it before I go to bed. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do, too. It's really hard not to. But uh, they say the smart watches, the smart speakers, the smart things might be able to help condition us to go to sleep better. Wearable technology is at the forefront of tracking your sleep, which is maybe how people... Do you think just the knowing how good, how, how well our sleep is, is a part of the problem, too? I had a friend, um, a radio friend at a different place, that used to tell me that he couldn't have his Apple Watch. Like, I think he, he had one for a week. And he said it just the the fact that his heart rate was always available to him made him more nervous. Hmm. He was like, I can't handle the fact that it's right there and at any time it could spike. And so I just need to not know that. Do you think the same is true for us now? Like being able to track our sleep might make us more uh, skittish, more enabled to go to bed and fall asleep well? Isn't there a way to turn off like the heart rate on the Apple Watch? Can't you like <laughs> setting that or something? Like, but uh, we we had that conversation. He didn't seem to yeah. didn't seem to care. No, go uh, ahead. No, I mean, yeah, I I would say having all of this information readily mm-hmm. available. Yeah, I think it could cause a little bit of stress. Yeah, because then you start to wonder. You're like, man, I got you know three and a half hours last night according to Apple, so I got I got to get six or seven whatever tonight, and then you start that whole circle uh, spirals. But I like the idea that technology might be the solution. Right? You're I not. Just, I can't believe that people would pay $300 for a good eight, like. 2,000 Americans were asked this uh, this poll, so I don't know. Maybe these are the, the special 2,000, and this is up know. from last year, and I assume it wasn't the same 2,000 people, because those are bad pollsters. Well, I would kind of, you know, I actually kind of hope maybe they do find, you know, technology Ex- maybe, so then they don't have to dish out 300 right. bucks to 316, figure yeah. it out. I don't know. Up from 290, that's for one night, man. Researchers said that people would pay for a perfect night of sleep that amount of money on average. So I don't think we can all shell out the same amount. What would you pay if you had to put a number on it? I wouldn't pay anything. No money. Zero bucks. Zero zero I, dollars. I'm fine with my six or seven hours. I think you get pretty good sleep then, man. That's a, I would give some amount, like like ideal conditions. We're talking about the most rested you've ever felt when you woke up. I'd give like 50 bucks to, to experience. I don't think, I think it's been a long time since I had an ideal, perfect, you know, wake up with birds chirping like you're in a Disney movie. That's got to be worth $50. Yeah. 40 I mean, I've, I, I normally sleep. I haven't had too many terrible nights of sleep. Do you wake up with the, like, do they, do the birds fling in the window every yeah, single I think day? I just kind of imagine them. Okay. There you go. <laughs> you're a Disney prince all of a sudden yeah. was like, I learned about Neil. Yeah. That is incredible, man. Um, I don't know. Uh, call in if you 829-2345. I do this every segment. I give out the phone number. I ask you to call me. Please do it. 829-2345. I'm begging. It's fine. I'm going to shovel somebody's yard uh, if they call me. But, uh, you know, call in and tell me what amount of money you'd spend for the perfect night's sleep. And if you're like Neil, if you wake up to, you know, mice singing. Because it sounds like a thing in the Doyle house. A quick break. A lot more coming up in just a second. Easy. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. I love this. Uh, we are really going to nickname Mark Strauss. It's a thing now. Uh, some of our sales reps have uh, thrown out some nicknames for Mark Strauss. You ready for these, Neil? Let's hear them. All right. Uh, we, I, I want people to call in. 829-2345. Mark Strauss is getting a nickname by tomorrow at, uh, at 6 o'clock. We're, we're committing to one, and I'm going to change it on the website. I have people. I have access to that kind of thing. Marky Mark and the Radio Bunch. Oh wow! How's that feel? I like. Oh, these that are one. all these are all takes on Mark, by the way. No, they didn't go Strauss. They all want to okay. go with that thing, and they all every single one of these breaks my rule of being relatively the same length or shorter. They're all definitely longer. Uh, Michelangelo. Ooh. How do you feel about that, Michelangelo Strauss? 
on the radio from like 10 that, to that, 2. I feel like that could be his real name. I know. Yeah, maybe. Right. It should be Michelangelo. That is pretty <laughs> great. The Marquise of Media. Ooh. I like that a lot. That's pretty Marquise. good. This one, Marco Polo. You know, Ooh, you do it that way. It's a classic. Yeah, I know. You know, don't break a bad thing. And the um, the Marquise of Media, Master of Markology. I guess there's a there's an elongated one. So that would be a heck of a thing to throw out there. If every day he started his show and he had to say that, I'm going to do a new bet with Mark Strauss, and that's going to be the requirement. If I get him to lose one more bet to me, he has to open a show with Welcome to the Marquise of Media, Master of Markology show. I'm Mark Strauss. Wow, that'd be pretty wild. How's that feel? You don't lose that list. We I'm have not, to keep those. I got to hang on to it. Fire those around a little Eight, bit. 829-2345. What is your favorite Mark Strauss nickname we've given out so far? Do you have another one? Does anyone out there have a better one than Michelangelo? I, I don't know. That's a pretty good one. All right, I got to take another break. I got Sanjay Gupta coming up a lot more on if you're shopping for a newer used vehicle, check out Heller's stores in Pontiac where they have the selection, the service, and the low prices you want. Shop them online at hellerstores.com. From Joe Puma, ABC meteorologist, sunny and breezy wind chills in the teens today. Tonight, increasing clouds, single-digit wind chills, a low of 16. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, snow showers possible. Around 1 to 2 inches are likely, a high of 32. Tomorrow night, snow changing into freezing rain, then switches back to rain after the sun comes back up, a low of 28 and rising throughout the day. Uh, but then by Saturday, I guess rain showers end before noon and a high of 38, but the uh, temperatures will fall back to 25 by noon. Sunday, sunny and cold, a high of 14. Right now, Radio Bloomington, it is 23 degrees. You're listening to The Great Collins Show on WJBC. It's Great Collins Show. On AM 1230 WJBC. I probably should have used the Friends theme song to come back here because I'm talking about the Friends reunion. On a scale of 1 to, to I don't care at all, or maybe I don't care at all to 10, Neil, how much did you care about Friends? Two. Okay, that's what I thought. You're young. You're young for Friends, right? It I was mean, very I've, much I've not... I've seen quite a few of them, but yeah. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. It very much was not... I remember the, the finale of this show. That's one of the first shows that I was like old enough to, to be around, to remember the last season. Um, and I'll tell you this. It was big news at the time. But every member of the initial cast, those six actors, actresses, they each got a million bucks per episode to do that last season. So even though this was a long time ago, at the height of their popularity, money was good. Um, HBO Max had mentioned, or I, I think they even publicized the fact that they were going to bring back the show, at least for a reunion special. All the actors, uh, everybody was interested in doing it. Apparently now, though, from Deadline.com, they're way apart on how much money they should get paid. Because a million bucks an episode, you can't come back for less, right? Like, I don't know what the, the numbers are. They're not throwing it out here, but HBO execs are saying there is still interest all around. Uh, but today, it's just a maybe as far as the latest in negotiations. They are very far apart in the money numbers as far as the studio is concerned and the actual actors and actresses who would be necessary to do this reunion. Are you surprised? I mean, but a million bucks... I know it was in the height of the show last season, yep. whatever. But a million bucks then, it's like, does that really translate? To yeah, like, I don't even know. I don't even know if a million per person would be enough now for a one-off right. reunion special. I don't know. I don't know how much they need. And honestly, like you see a lot of these revival things happening on the streaming services, but it's usually not shows like this, like shows that were this successful, and and some of the people have gone on to have pretty notable careers. Jennifer Aniston, most among them, you know. They're not going to go back for the same price as, say, 
the actors and actresses who were part of a, you know, Arrested Development. And I'm not saying I dislike Arrested Development. I love that show. But I think that Jason Bateman being the only huge celebrity from that show, most of those people can probably feng shui the money to do a couple seasons on Netflix. And actually, with that show specifically, because those people are, you know, I think fairly famous, um, they all wound up not being in scenes together because they couldn't afford to pay all of them to do the whole show the way they would on a network uh, station. So it's interesting, man. Like, the funds for these kind of things might be um, a little bit preventative to us getting more and more of these things on places like HBO Max. Do you want them to bring it back? I like the show. Um, I Actually, I once did a podcast. This is sacrilege to many a person in the world. I I had a podcast called You've Binge Challenged. Uh, The premise was each week a guest would binge challenge uh, me. They'd ask me to binge their favorite TV show. I'd do it inside of a week, and then we'd discuss it. So I'd see the entire program start to finish. And I once did an episode because I had two uh, comedian buddies, one that said Seinfeld was the best show he'd ever seen, and one went rogue and said that not only was Seinfeld not the best show, Friends was better. Hmm. And so I did a whole episode on which of those two shows is better, and comedy people feel like Seinfeld is the, the, the top, the absolute, like, the Mount Rushmore of shows, and Friends is not really given the same level of credibility, the same level of respect. I feel like Seinfeld is more funny than friends is far funnier you think huh yeah i think there's a okay so here was the biggest argument from that show and you could probably check it out somewhere although i'm not going to tell you where to find it um the biggest argument was that seinfeld had the benefit as a lot of comedy people do not caring what happened the previous week there was no real serialization to the show which in which they they like things could go bad people could essentially die left on the side of the road like like near death and the next week kramer's fine you know so so they didn't have that limitation. Friends did try to tell a story over the course of the entirety of the show. So, so what happened previous weeks mattered. And so the only argument I'd give to the person who was fighting for Friends is that it's harder to write as good of comedy as, as you know one-off hilarious things as Seinfeld did if you have to care about where those characters are after the 30 minutes. And they didn't. For the most part, they didn't. Jerry had relationships, sure. Um, there were things that like would weave in and out, but you could do really terrible things to each member of the cast, and then next week all is forgotten. That makes sense, you know. Yeah. So we'll see. Eight two nine two three four five. Call in if you're disappointed that the Friends reunion. Would you like to see a Seinfeld reunion? I mean, again, I've seen plenty of Seinfeld, but it, you know, you don't care. I can't say it's my favorite show in the world, but I mean, yeah. I feel like they're both such good shows, though. It's like I don't know. It's like, do you really need that? I don't. Seinfeld ended terribly, though, man. Yeah, we got it. We can't say that that last episode really like stood up to the standard that was that show. Uh, Call, you're on the air. What's your name? Uh, name's Steve. Steve, what do you think of Friends? What do you want to say? Well, I want to tell you first. There was sort of a Seinfeld reunion on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, there were several episodes where that happened. Also, uh, Seinfeld did have some serialness. To it, I mean, you had season-long story trajectory. You know, George and Susan, their whole marriage. You had sure uh, George's unemployment year. So I, I, <laughs> I don't. I, it almost seemed like a like an insult to to the writing of Seinfeld that it wasn't as serial as Friends. Uh, when in most cases it was. It was just like you said. Uh, there were there were certain things, in particular, certain characters that weren't serial. Well, a Kramer. First thing, I don't want to insult Seinfeld. I think it's one of the best shows ever made, uh, easily. But I, I think can, you can get rid of the word "one of." I think you can just say it's the best show. Right? I don't, I don't know. Easily. I can so, I yeah. can I can I go a different road with you, Steve? I want you to hang on for an extra second. I want to ask you something sure. else. 
Um, have you seen a lot of South Park? I do like South Park. Okay. So South Park is an interesting concept to me to try to win over both sides of this conversation. And I know for like 85% of my listeners right now, they're like, really, Craig's diving deep in a, in a, in a TV thing? But it's interesting to me. South Park is a well-known show for, you know, going all over the place on certain episodes, not caring at all about what happens to characters. I mean, Cartman has actually killed people, and then next week there's no, there's no police problems whatsoever. But as that show has developed, as those creators have made it, and they've won Tony Awards for, you know, all kinds of other things that they've done, they've added a layer of continuity between the episodes, at least season to season, as you're saying Seinfeld did from time to time. And it, at times, is a more rewarding experience when people are that good at making something that can be you know, entertaining, relevant, what have you. There, there is a level of appreciation for a longer-form story playing out. And Seinfeld, I, I don't know that all of their jokes, and again, not trying to offend, but all of their jokes required multiple episodes to tell, which is special. Um, but there is a, a, you know, a level of difference to, to creating something on those two different scales. I think. Correct. And and I think that's where Seinfeld differentiates itself. It's kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah, you can pick up an episode wherever you're at and you'll enjoy it yeah. and get most of the jokes. But if you rewatch everything in a chronological order, there are things that you won't get having watched a random rerun on TBS or whatever, um, that you'll get if you watch them chronologically in like a binge watch or, you know, an every night kind of deal. That is totally true. There are definitely things that, that paid off for the longtime fans. Well, thank you for calling in, man. I really enjoyed this this conversation, and I did not mean to offend Seinfeld, no, but I did. I just had to call in to stick up for Seinfeld. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, for sure. Because I think it is sacrilege to say a sentence that Friends is better than Seinfeld. I think that's probably not a fair sentence. It's certainly not funnier. Um, but, you know, there's, there's ways to – they're both very popular NBC shows. Uh, but thanks again well, for calling in, have man. fun. Have fun with the phone calls from the angry friends. <laughs> I'm going to try my best to avoid them. i got to take a break right now. A lot more coming up on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, this CNBC News report is sponsored by Sean P. Craig Investment. Now, back to the Craig Common Show on WJBC. I have kind of a philosophical question for everyone listening out there. 829-235. Uh, what's the point of a Hall of Fame? What's the point of a baseball Hall of Fame, basketball Hall of Fame, or in this case, a rock and roll Hall of Fame? Is it designed for the fans, or is it designed for the critics? Like, who is the arbiter of a Hall of Fame? Uh, the reason why I ask is because uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame just announced its newest inductees, and every year they do kind of an interesting thing. They allow fans to vote on who they'd most like to see inducted into the Hall of Fame, but they only give one vote to the winner. That would have been the Dave Matthews Band this past year, uh, who did not make the list. They're not going to be inducted. They're not, um, you know, being considered at this time, I guess. And so that makes me ask, like, what is the point of the Hall of Fame? Is it to acknowledge the best of the best as critics see it or to talk about who was the most connected to, and I would say connected outside of popular, but connected to the audience in which they were trying to reach by, by being popular? Because that is the byproduct of, of, you know, that connection is the popularity. If, if people really, really love a certain group, even if the critics don't, they sell the CDs, they do really well, they become famous people. I mean, you know, Creed is a band. It's a band that exists and it's out there in the world. Nickelback is a band. And some people really love those bands. Others uh, maybe don't. But they're, they're very successful groups, and obviously they've connected with their audience. Um, so I guess what's interesting about this is all, out of all the names... On the list, number one and two, Dave Matthews and Pat Benatar, not going to make it. 
Soundgarden, Judas Priest, uh, not going to be inducted. These were the things fans wanted to see. Whitney Houston, who came in sixth, will be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So she is the only member of the top few voting for the fans that actually wound up landing on the, the inductees list. So, so what is the point? Is, is the Hall of Fame something that's really just for industry insiders? Or is it for people like you and me who appreciate certain things to go see them? And I guess this almost goes back to the conversation we were just having a second ago. Friends was as popular as Seinfeld. So, you know, are we, do we put our noses up to one and not the other? If we had a TV Hall of Fame, do they both get in? I don't know. Uh, what's the point of the Hall of Fame, though? Neil, real quick, if you could answer. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more for, as you said, like maybe more the industry insider, it seems like. I mean... They want to sell tickets, though. They want people to go, right? Yeah, I, I, you would think, but uh, maybe it's not, maybe that's not the main focus. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I know. mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, I, I don't know what's right and wrong. I'm not trying to sound like I'm saying that, you know, well, we let everybody in if they're popular because, you know, popularity doesn't necessarily mean good transformer movies are things have you seen a lot of those i've seen a fair share right i gotta be honest i enjoy them every time yeah i never hate one of those every single one the dopey premise i don't care there's transformers exploding on screen i have a good time for three fast and furious movies where do you think they rank in uh in plot uh, ability probably not super not high. super high no have when's the last time you went to one uh, it's been a little while, okay. but I've seen, again, a fair share. You had a good time. I guarantee yeah. you had a good time I when mean, you went. Not terrible. See, there you go. I would put all those things in my movie Hall of Fame. I know that some wouldn't. Um, and Dave Matthews Band, I think they probably deserve to get in. You think they'll get in eventually? I hope so. Okay, I do too. I know you're a big Dave fan. Quick break. A lot more coming up in just a few minutes. From the heart of Illinois, ABC meteorologist Joe Puma. Uh, he is saying that it's going to be increasing clouds this evening. Single digits wind chills, a low of 16. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy sh- snow showers in the afternoon. One to two inches of snow, uh, likely a high of 32. Tomorrow night, we're going to see snow changing into freezing rain. Then change back to regular rain as the sun rises. A low of 28, and that's going to rise throughout the uh, evening, obviously. And then by Saturday, rain showers ending before noon. Morning high of 38, but that will fall to 25 by noon. Sunday high of 14, sunny and cold. Right now, 23 degrees at Radio Bloomington. You're listening to The Great Collins Show on WJBC. Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, this story is a couple places, so I feel like I got to do it. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like I got to do it, but it might be a little bit adult earmuffs kind of uh, half warning on that situation. Uh, a guy in Ukraine, recently married, seems pretty happy, goes to sleep. Next morning, he wakes up and uh, he has a surprise. He's uh, his wife has placed a a chastity belt on his body. <laughs> That's the thing that happened. The guy goes to bed. In his mid-40s, wakes up, uh, can't get something off of him. He doesn't know what to do, so, you know, and I guess the, the wife was not interested in helping uh, remove the product, so he goes to the hospital. The doctors can't get it off, so they had to call an emergency crew in that used a circular saw to remove this thing from him, and uh, the only other news out of this is that he's considering a divorce. Man, I can't fathom what that would be like to wake up and be like, man, I can't get this thing off of me. Um, but yeah, I don't know if they were having issues of some kind. Probably conversations are usually better. Uh, but that is a story out of the out of Ukraine, out of Ukraine, not the Ukraine. We don't call it that anymore. Um, dude goes to bed, wakes up, and yeah, that is wow. Uh, divorce makes sense, right? Like uh, one word answer, Neil. You don't have to say a lot more. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
how I don't long, know. Did it say how long they were married, or just you said just recently? It it says here that they've been married just a little bit, but it doesn't it doesn't give any information. I I don't know. Um, but mm-hmm. she she obviously was feeling some feelings, and so she threw the the chassis belt on. But she went top shelf, man. Like they couldn't get that off at a doctor's office. They had to call in a like a an emergency crew with a circular saw. I can't. Yeah. I can't fathom this. Doesn't that is, it sounds a little life there. Next time you get in a fight with a loved one, be very happy <laughs> it didn't go this road. Just be like, hey, you know what? I didn't wake up with a an ironclad chastity belt around my body, so things are looking up. Uh, in other news, Natty Light, uh, Natural Light, is going to give anybody that turns twenty one this year free beer. That's a pretty good move, and that's it makes sense to go lower shelf. Do we call Natty Light a a lower shelf beverage? Is that the right? Yeah, it's a, okay. on the low end of the uh, beer spectrum. If you yeah. turn 21 this year, Natural Light will give you a free case of beer. That is right. Any any guy or girl that can prove their birthday, bring their uh, receipt or, or UPC code to uh, mybeerrebate.com, and Natty Ice, it'll be on them. That's a good move. That that makes a lot of sense. I don't know that it will actually uh, cultivate longtime fans of of the product but they'll have a good night well it could you do you know. do you remember what you consumed in your 21st or was it a bit of a blur uh a little mix of everything okay yeah you didn't you didn't go one beverage no long island iced tea yeah yeah i had a lot of long island iced teas they kept buying them for me my nice. friends kept buying them yeah um and i i've kind of half told that story on the air it was halloween because that's my birthday and i i might have been dressed as jesus um because we went with the you know we had a theme that evening, nice. Neil. I can move on. <laughs> I don't need, you know, I keep telling the story, but yeah, I don't drink Long Island iced tea anymore, man. I, I I don't think I've had one since I've been 21. That was a. There's a bar in town here that specializes in a uh, Long Island iced tea. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. It's worth coming back to you after uh, 13 yeah, years away. We'll have to make a trip. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I can handle it, though, man. Do I have to dress up again too? Do I go Halloween costume no, for it? You can go just normal clothes. Okay. Yeah. You think they throw me out if I show up Halloween costume when it's not Halloween? No, they might just look at you a little differently. But well, that's, that's fine. Okay. I'm used to that. I can handle it. <laughs> I'll figure that out. Uh, ben and Jerry's also just talking about different uh, companies in the news, trying to jump in on trends. Ben and Jerry's has a brand new flavor of ice cream they're debuting. It is called Netflix and Chill. That is very smart. That is a very smart move by them because, yeah, like ice cream sounds very nice. Um, and it, it would be chilly. So it's, you know, it's a peanut butter ice cream with sweet and salty pretzel swirls and fudge brownies. It will be available in stores soon. It is called Netflix and Chill. Well, there you go. Uh, that's smart. That uh, good, yeah, good, good marketing. Good, good branding. branding yeah. Good marketing. As far as companies go, I, I don't know. I think they're the most likely to cash in on that phenomenon, the uh, the binge-watching thing, more so than the whatever else that uh, phrase might mean. But the uh, the binge-watching aspect of it, like, uh, I would like an ice cream. What's the last show you binged? Um, I think Breaking Bad, to be honest. This, oh, I, nice. I never I never watched it. And then, well, that and then Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Binged it all because I, again, never watched it. My buddies made me uh, binge that and then in time to watch the last season normally. Do you so. guys go snacks? when you Do you binge together or you binge separate? Uh, we, we watch some of that together. Otherwise, okay. I was just trying to catch up. So I was watching a lot on my own. Uh, actually, my girlfriend and I were watching it together because she mm-hmm. had never seen it either. So we, a lot of us watching it, but we'd watch it with them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if ice cream would be my first choice <laughs> of, a, of a binging snack. It's, it's toward the tail end. Yeah. It, would be, it would be a topper right. in the evening. What is your uh, go-to binge snack? If you I mean, you can't one. go wrong with you know some type of popcorn or... Yeah, I, it's, I don't know. You know... Uh, I'm trying to think of something. I need else. a little more sustenance if I'm going in the long. How how long do you usually binge for? How many episodes is a typical uh, binge watching session for you? 
are we going like an average or yeah, like just what's like, the most I've ever done? No, or? no, no. I marathon, you got to have all kinds of stuff. You got to you got to strap yourself yeah. in for one of those. The the podcast I was talking about that I used to do, oh, it was hard, man. There was a lot of challenges trying to watch an entire TV series in a week, week in and week out. I almost resented the fact that binging was a thing. It got to be intense, but you need like you got to plan products and stuff. I kind of want to binge all the Marvel movies before the next big one comes out. Although Black Widow, I don't know if that's uh, the biggest one, but they do that. They actually do that in theaters. Yeah. They watch that, and it's like 18 movies now. So it takes multiple days of your life. It's a, it's a commitment. See? And not a commitment you'd be proud of? No, I mean, it's pro- probably something I wouldn't do, but okay. no. I mean, if, if you're a fan, of, his own. a fan of that movie. Or I just want to do it once just yeah. to say I did it. Sure. Not because, like, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, but that's the, what I'm talking about. That is like you can't just go popcorn the whole time. You got to vary up no. the food products because you're in it for the long haul. Well, and if I'm when I'm binging, I mean a typical day. I mean I probably watch four or five, maybe or five. six episodes. Okay. I mean, so maybe five on average. All right. So you don't need a meal in no, there. <laughs> no, but I mean, dep- I mean, like Breaking Bad. You know, I don't know what were those forty-five minute episodes. Yeah. Game of Thrones normally fifty, maybe an hour. So. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a couple hours. It's, it's a four or five hour period yeah, there. And yeah. you're just doing popcorn the whole time. That is impressive. Well, man. I mean, if I'm snacking, but normally some type of whether it's, you know, if it's in the afternoon or an evening binge, you know, some maybe ordering <laughs> some type of dinner. Or <laughs> right. You know, doing something. Get a little between. bit of takeout to show up while yeah. you're doing it. Yeah, I got you. I totally get you. Um, what's nice, my wife and I, we, we just finished binge watching Jane the Virgin, a show from the CW. Uh, it's over. A lot of twists. A lot of twists and turn. That was a, a telenovela-esque show. And so now we're trying to figure out like what to what to watch next. I'm trying to get into Fleabag. Have you heard of the show? I'm not. Um, it's an Amazon Prime show, and it's winning a bunch of awards. But it is like a warning going in. It's not. It's it's not like a, a for everyone kind of show. There is a there's a certain age that you should probably should not let them. And I didn't expect that from an Amazon. So, you know, uh, Betty doesn't have interest. I'm trying to watch it a little bit. Caller, what's your name? Hey, this is Tim. Tim, what show are you binging? What do you want to talk about? Oh, I'm back on, on Mark uh, nickname. Oh, yeah, sure. Give me a Mark Strauss yeah. nickname. How about Sir Mark's a lot? Sir Mark's a lot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is excellent, actually. That, there's, that's... Like, there's those markers that are called Marks of Marks Yeah. No, you get high marks for that, man. Look what I did. Uh, what's, your, <laughs> uh, what's, your, what's your name again? Tim. All right, Tim, thank you for that one. I will, I will throw yeah. Sir Mark's a lot to him casually tomorrow. I'm not even going to explain <laughs> it. I'll just say hi to him tomorrow morning and be like, hey, Sir Mark's a lot, how's it going, and see how he feels. Alrighty. Thank you very much. That's a great idea from Tim. Sir I like Mar- that name Sir a lot. Marks a lot, yeah. I feel like I feel like we're gonna eventually find it. Um you think twenty four hours is enough time? Let the listeners really figure it out. Yeah, I think Dive that deep. is. Yeah. I would like I would like a play on Strauss. Sir Marks a lot is good and we can go mark all day, eight two nine, two three four five. But I think Strauss is the harder one. Much Stra- harder. You know, yeah. yeah. And Straussy, I just found out from Blake uh, Haas that he kinda claims ownership of that nickname. Were really? you aware of this? He claims that he calls him Straussy all the time. Now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, I've heard him. I've heard him call him that before. You think I stole it accidentally? I don't think. I think I Dane cooked him. Uh, and if you don't <laughs> know what that means, Dane Cook got in trouble for stealing other comedians' jokes, and somebody eventually told him that he probably just absorbed them, just because like he he just ignored the fact that other people came up with things. That's the kind of man Dane Cook is. I think I did that to a Blake Haas. Maybe I think you've, I, maybe you've heard him say it before, and it right. just did. Yeah, yeah went, I don't know. Went into your mind, and but I—that is what the Craig Collins Show has decided to do today and tomorrow. We are nicknaming Mark Strauss live on the air eight two nine two three four five. Tim's a leader. 
right now with Sir, Sir Marks a lot. I'll take a break. A lot more coming up in just a few minutes on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, a son wanted to test drive his dad's $75,000 Mustang Shelby. It didn't end well, but not for the reason you think. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. I've never owned, like, a really cool car. I had a motorcycle at one point in my life. This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. But I've never owned a sweet, sweet car and a $75,000 Mustang Shelby GT350. That sounds like an awesome car. That sounds like the kind of car that if you had one around you, uh, this is a 2020 car, by the way. It's a brand new one. Uh, If you had one of those in your life, you'd probably beg whoever, at least I would, beg whoever owned it to test drive it. So this happens to a kid. He uh, he asked his dad, you know, I guess begs his dad for for a while if he can test drive this brand new car. And finally, the dad relents. He goes, okay, you know what, fine. You can take it out. You got your learner's permit or license, whatever it is, because it sounds like it's a, a pretty young kid in the story. Um, and so his buddies are taping him. They got the, the smartphones out, the camera, which is, by the way, another problem in today's day and age, right? Like if you do make a dumb mistake, if you do screw up in some way, just how many years ago, 15 years ago, there was not permanent video evidence of said things, uh, but now there are. Um, so his buddies are taping him. He gets in the car, and what's one thing you would probably tell someone if you were standing there right before they use your very expensive, fancy sports car vehicle? Make sure to put it in neutral. It's a stick shift, bud. It is the kind of car that you can't let off the clutch and assume it's not going places if, it is, uh, if it's in you know first and that's exactly what happened. The kid, smiling to his friends, trying to get the car started, revving it and stuff, takes his foot off the clutch. The car lurches forward, slams up against a metal wall that I guess was directly in front of it, and just ruins the front end of the car. This video has 2.4 million views on Facebook. 2.4 million people have got to live in a world where this kid jumps out of the car and immediately starts screaming, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm other words dead, because... That's all. He'll never get another chance. That was his only chance. His dad will never trust him again. Uh, this has to be devastatingly sad for the kid and just something that's kind of surreal that it's out there in this world of social media. But, oh, man, a $75,000 car, he crashed it without actually driving it. It immediately stalls, too, by the way, if you know anything about a, a stick shift vehicle. If you uh, you know drop it out of the clutch in first gear and it lurches, it's also turning itself off there. Uh, so it was just broken and completely immobile. How devastating would that be? Yeah, I don't think uh, Dad's very happy. No, Dad's going to be mad. The friends, though, like, I, do you definitely post that? You're his buddy. You've got the video. He's not having a good day. You go home and you watch it, and at some point, humor is going to prevail, I guess. I assume there's insurance. I assume everything will eventually be, you know, put back in the right place, and the kid just will never live this down. But you're the buddy. You have the video proof. 2.4 million views await you on the social media. Not that you'd know that that many were coming. Do you for sure post it? I mean, it's hard probably not to, but you almost feel, I mean, you kind of feel bad. I would. Uh, I would have felt bad for my friend. If this happened to me, if I saw that that happen and, like, you know, dumb mistake, ruined car, I, I would wonder if maybe you just delete that video and tell him it'll all be all right. But at least kind of have to save it, though. I mean, you, got, you, have, <laughs> you can't get rid of it because okay. then... You know, five, ten years later, it's like, right. hey, remember when this happened? And you just break it out when you're hanging out and you get back together. It's like, come on. But you're not going to get the 2.4 million views then. Now no, it's not the same. No. Right. But 
more for maybe that inner circle of people or that friend group when they do down the road. Oh, man. You bring it up again. Oh, hey, remember when this happened? Maybe you get a good laugh at it. Maybe not. I don't know. Try to live in the moments with this kid for a second. Try to, you know, you're begging your dad. You're like, oh, you got that brand new car. It's so cool. I want to try it. You're begging him, begging him. Finally, he's like, all right, son, you know what? Fine. You get one shot. Go ahead and drive it. Goes outside, get his buddies with him. Videos rolling. Like, think of the high that you're at right there. Hop in the car, waving at the friends. Is it social media's fault? Do you think he remembers to shift it into neutral if he's not looking at all the cameras on him? If he doesn't have, you know, mini paparazzi people hanging out with the guy? It could be. Okay. Or it could be the kid just didn't know what he was doing. He just had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Well, you would think dad would would have said no. It's almost dad's fault if, like, he doesn't know how to operate a clutch. Like, if that's part of the problem, then, then truthfully, some of the blame, not that Pops is going to want to hear that today, but some of it's on his on his shoulders. It could be. I mean, I, I, you would think, right, you would think the kid knew how how to operate it, but at the same time, right. I have an inkling that maybe he didn't. It doesn't seem like he did. He certainly didn't notice it was in first gear when he's, like, letting everything go and sitting there in the garage and then just, uh, oh, man. It, it reminds me of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Totally different scenario, <laughs> right. but it does. It reminds me of them trying to bleed those miles off the car and having to just shoot out the back. Because that, seriously, I can't imagine um, a worse feeling as a kid than doing something like that. Like, cause you're, you're in so much trouble. You're in more trouble than you've ever been in, than your friends have ever witnessed. Things are going down in a mere few minutes. You might just like run. I would just probably run. I just wouldn't stop running till someone caught me. And they don't have a car, so they probably won't get me for a while. I'm gone. For at least a day. Maybe you let it breathe. Probably letting it breathe would be ideal, but yeah. I don't know I don't think how it, long that lasts. I don't think but... a 16-year-old kid can do that. I don't think he can let it breathe. you got to go back inside. All right, quick break. A lot more coming up in just a few minutes. Joe Puma, tonight, increasing clouds, single-digit wind chills, a low of 16. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, snow showers in the afternoon, 1 to 2 inches of snow likely, a high of 32. Tomorrow night, snow changing to freezing rain. It sounds like that's when things will get pretty dicey out there, so be safe. Uh, that changes to regular rain at some point after sunrise, but a low of 28 and rising. Saturday, rain showers ending before noon, then a morning high of 38, which will fall to 25 by noon. Sunday, sunny and cold, a high of 14. Right now at Radio Bloomington, it is 21 degrees. You're listening to The Greg Collins Show on WJBC. It's Greg Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. The phone number is 829-2345. My Facebook page is facebook.com slash Craig Collins Show. Reach out to me any way you want. Got a lot of stuff going on this month. I'm going to shovel somebody's yard. I'm going to do that, I promise. Uh, I'm asking for great stories, stories of how things used to be. This can be anything. This can be like the way customer service used to work compared to now. You can gripe about anything and the way you remember it back when you know things were better. And the best story this month, I'll, I'll go ahead and reward that person by showing up, your, showing up at your house and uh, shoveling you out. I'm glad I'm not doing it on Saturday, though, because it sounds like it'd be really, really cold. Uh, but reach out to me on Facebook.com uh, slash Craig Collins Show or give me a call and tell me some of those stories. I resisted it all show. Starting at 2 o'clock, I've been on for several hours. I have not talked impeachment trial at all. I can't resist it anymore. I, I It's a big deal. I know that some people, um, you know, some callers, and I respect those callers. I like the fact that you guys come to the show looking for other stuff. But the, the news is too big to, to not hit it at least a little bit, not talk about it at all. Uh, the impeachment trial will start next week. The, the articles of impeachment have been sent. That means that the managers now, the people that are going to defend uh, the, the uh, you know, push for the impeachment of the president, 
that are going to say that, you know, he should be removed from office. Those representatives will be there next week. They have to submit some paperwork first, which I think is due Saturday. Then the president has until Monday to submit his own stuff. And then the uh, the House managers have another chance to resubmit some things on Tuesday. And then we all get underway. Then uh, things go crazy. And Mark Strauss says it's going to feel like the Super Bowl to him. I don't know what to expect. I honestly don't know. And I know there's, look, this president may be more than any other president I can remember, although most have pretty stark, you know, supporters and and people that don't like him. And, and usually we're fairly divided. At least we have been for the, the, the recent past. But this one is even more so. So I get it that going into this, there's two very different camps of what to expect, what to look for. And truthfully, I've said all along about this part of it. The House was likely to impeach the president because of the way the politics went and the, the way that the, you know, the amount of people you had on each side of the aisle. The Senate is very likely to acquit and not do anything about that, again, because of the partisan nature of this whole thing. And I'm not saying there's innocence or guilt in that fact. I'm not saying that because of of that you shouldn't go through with it because, I mean, I guess you should. You need... This is the other thing, too. Like, the biggest challenge now, the first big debate, and something you've already heard of a lot, is how many people will be called as witnesses? How many people will be brought up and have to, you know, testify in this thing? And Republicans would feel like there should be very few, and that may be what has been heard in the House is the entirety of what's needed. The context has been given. There's no need to rehash all that stuff and to bring in new witnesses and to cover new conversations. The Democrats don't feel that way. They very much feel that more has changed. The weirdest thing in all of it, this is the point that I would make if I was trying to argue for a Republican person. I would say that we rushed the trial. They rushed the trial. Democrats rushed the trial in the House because they needed to get the articles passed. That was the narrative. And then they sat on those articles for a month, making sure that things went well in the Senate. If you had been capable of projecting the fact that maybe you wanted to to make sure the Senate would, would do things the way you hoped they could do them, you could have elongated the process a little more and heard from more of these people. I mean, honestly, there's news breaking today about witnesses who might be stepping forward, government watchdogs, depending on what cable news channel you watch, that might have new information, new things they want to provide. And it will continue to create this little circle for all of us. If one side of the aisle says, you know, you didn't hear the right stuff, even though they did have a chance very recently to present all the stuff, and the other side of the aisle says, you know, we don't even need to hear stuff, it's just going to be a big, giant pattern. We're going to get into a world where where Donald Trump, the president, gets acquitted and then re-impeached, which has never happened. And by the way, the last thing that I'll say about this, and I, I do, I do want to move on, but I'm, I'm sure people will pay attention next week, even though I, I've said on, on Mark's show that I kind of feel like it's watching the movie The Titanic. You know how it's going to end. No matter what happens, outside of like some crazy new piece of information that none of us have that I think that at least half of the people involved in this, a little bit more than half, would resist even being made public during this hearing. And I'm not saying there's any kind of, you know, I don't want it to sound like I'm conspiracy theorying myself. I'm just saying that I think they want to cover the version of the conversation that's already happened. And so if some huge new thing broke, I think you have to go back and start all over again. Uh, But if that doesn't happen, we know the ending of all this. And, And the craziest thing about it, too, he could still run for president. 
I don't know how many people are aware of that. If this was all a political thing, if the, the end result from day one was to win the next election, if you're the side of the aisle that doesn't like this guy, more so than, you know, to get him um, removed from his office because you think he actually did something that deserves removal, he can still run. If, if the whole process works, if the, if the Republicans wind up agreeing that, yeah, you know what, Donald Trump should be impeached and they, they go that way, the guy could still get reelected. And then we're in a world where someone who's removed from power for doing something that that was bipartisanly decided to be bad, to be an abuse of power, could get reelected. And I'm, again, I'm not saying I'm just pointing out the possibilities because I'm very aware of what it might sound like I'm saying. I don't have any expectations going in. I have no idea how this is going to go. I'm, I'm going to watch even though I'm, I'm annoyed by the whole thing because it's you can't. It's like going by a car accident. You got to look. You got to watch. You got to see what what happens. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think the bigger thing out of all this, the thing I maybe I'm most trying to say in this in this conversation about it, is we have to find a way to. This is stupid. Okay, I hate that I'm going to say this. I apologize for saying it. I hate that I'm going to say it, but it is the number one take. We got to find a way to to stop being so partisan. We got to find a way to stop being so so our side of the aisle as people like it's going to be surreal if what happened in the House is almost all the Democrats impeached a guy and almost all the Republicans oppose. I think all the Republicans did oppose it. And then when you get to the Senate, the exact opposite happens. Uh, This is not what we wanted for our country. And again, I'm not saying that you don't investigate people who commit crimes. If we find out that there's crimes, you got to go after crimes. But we, we can't politicize all of this stuff. We have to find a way. There has to be someone out. I would vote hands down for the next guy who doesn't run as a Democrat or a Republican and has some sort of uniting message that makes sense to the vast majority of us easily. I would I would campaign for that guy. I'll throw a T-shirt on, or woman. I don't mean to say it that way. I'll, I'll campaign for that person. I would throw a T-shirt on tomorrow if the message from some person out there is we got to unite both sides. I don't know how realistic that is. I, I know that I'm probably just having an idyllic conversation now that has, you know, almost no no point uh, in current politics today. But but that's my biggest take from all this stuff. And as we see it all play out next week, it is historic. President's getting impeached. Don't happen often. President's being tried. That's not a thing you, you've seen a lot of, although you've seen more of it recently in the last few. So I, I hope it's not a new trend. Uh, but it's just, it's a big, giant news story. I couldn't uh, go the whole show without talking about it at least a little bit. Um, and it'll be, you know... All the coverage on your local news, national news, everything for the next week, depending on what happens. Um, but at the end of the day, I probably my, my biggest takeaway will be whether or not the guy did anything wrong will be interesting. But more importantly, how far apart both sides are in, in even, you know, being able to follow facts. Because that's the thing, like half of the stuff that's going to be presented, whether it's in support or against the president, I think it's going to be a fact. And people are going to debate if those facts are facts. And that's going to it's going to we're going to get really close to what the definition of is is. And I, you know, we got to find a way to get beyond it. That's my that's my message message for 2020. No Puma tonight, increasing clouds, single digit wind chills, a low of 16 tomorrow. Mostly cloudy snow showers in the afternoon, one to two inches of snow, likely a high of 32 tomorrow night. Snow changing over to freezing rain, then changing back to regular rain by sunrise Saturday, a low of 28. Uh, rain showers ending before noon, morning high at 38, rain uh, falling. Uh, the temps are actually falling as well to 25 by noon on Saturday. Sunday, sunny and cold, a high of 14. Right now at Radio Bloomington, it is 21 degrees.
listening to The Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Too much political ranting the last half hour, Neil? A little bit too much political ranting for you? No. Okay. I uh, feel too much for me, and I'm the one that did it. Um, I like this story a lot because uh, the amount of people interested in it is what makes it cool. There's this uh, island. I, I like to talk about islands. I want to live on an island. Would you do that? Like a remote island at some point in the life? Maybe not because you're rich and you own it, but just like you get a shot and you could be on an island for a little while. Sure. Okay. You don't, would you want to? Is there, you yeah. said it as if like, if I'm, if I'm forced to. <laughs> well, I'm not like deserted you know, out there, right. am I? Well, so here's the thing. Like, do I have like the essentials to kind of get by and live or like am I stranded out there and I'm trying to make sure I survive? Wonderful question, Neil. Uh, great Blasket. I think Blasket. It's not Blanket. It's not It's not Basket. It's Blasket Island is looking for two people to co-manage their, their tourist destination. It is three tourist cottages and one coffee shop all rolled together. Uh, they are looking for someone, a, a group of people, two people, to do it from April to October this year. They have received hundreds of responses all over the world of people interested in doing it. The island is near uh, Ireland. It is literally off the grid, though. There's no electricity, no hot showers. Um, a lot of it is just like the the way you're supposed to live. You got the coffee shop, though, so at least you got that. I'm sure there's booze at some place on the island, and you just got to manage the the three tourist cottages that are maybe not always you know crazy full. Uh, but a whole lot of people would like for you know a few months this year to just completely remove themselves from all these sorts of things. That sounds great. I'm in for that. I know, honestly, yeah. like it, it's not permanent. You're not there forever, and I'm sure you can figure out enough to like you know communicate with friends and family. Um, but you are, for the most part, like you don't no electricity at all, none. So, yeah, I mean, I think I'd be okay. Okay, uh, no hot showers. That might be hard to get used to, but. Uh, I think I can make it work. You think you do like the old school, like the build a fire, put a bucket, and then like fill it, you know, and do that? Like that's how you get the hot water back mm-hmm. into life? No. I, would, I think you I just would go just, cold? Yeah, quick. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Have you ever, when's the last time you did a cold shower? Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, see? Yeah. The, the only thing I read about those, every so often I've had like morning shifts in radio. Uh, when you have morning shifts, cold shower is a great um, end result because like you're tired, man. When it's not your schedule, any schedule, actually. Let me say this for anyone who, like, one week, because of whatever reason, you're asked to completely flip your schedule. The trick, the, the life hack to that is to, to normal shower, and then right before you get out, blast yourself with some cold. You're awake no matter how bad your sleep was, how little sleep you got, and, like, that lasts for a good while. I think that's a better punch than, uh, than coffee, actually. Could be, yeah. Yeah. I for me, for it works for me. Try it on your own. Report back, not just you, Neil, anybody else, eight two nine two three four five. Let me know if that's a life hack for you. But this it's interesting that they, they didn't expect this level of interest in this gig. Uh, because I don't think it actually pays very much. I think I was it's just. Ask uh, you, yeah, does it like? Yeah. What does I wonder what the pay is, or is, is there pay? I don't know. This is the post that they put up on the social media's uh, job vacancy. A unique position required. Looking for long-term management. Long-term management. That sounds, um, you know, less than uh, what it says. Uh, for an island accommodation and coffee shop, couple or two friends uh, preferred. First April 2020 through October 2020. Accommodations and food provided. No mention of a salary. Uh, email this email and get all the information. So there is no mention of pay. Um, it seems to insinuate that maybe you're getting paid in a in your free living. Hmm. I know. But two people for a few. I mean, it, if it it's, was a one-time deal. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be if you could afford to do that, or you know, have an experience like that. I think it's something 
somebody should try if you're interested. I don't know. So here's the thing. Uh, April is almost when kids would get out of school. So this sort of sounds like an ideal, just finished college, want to take a little time to decompress, you know, a relationship or two friends, go and run a, a remote island in till October and then come back and like, you know, because that is the thing. Like if you go to school for a while, maybe you're getting a master's degree at ISU and you're thinking to yourself, man, I've been in school a while. And the last thing I need right now is to just immediately drive into that workforce. Maybe Blake Haas should think about this. Maybe that's the next move. It's an option. Right. Uh, I wonder if he wants to do it. I'll have to ask I, the guy. I don't know if I could see him living You think on he'd an struggle? Yeah. Okay. What do you think would would he lives in Clinton? He's he's used to not having uh, you know, access to everything all the time. He's used to having uh, less amenities than the rest of us. Yeah. What I'm trying to say. <laughs> you don't think he could handle it? I, I, I... Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I just got a text from Catherine Murphy. She says that she's in. Her and uh, the Irishman might yeah. be willing to move there. You know, it's it's Applications are available right now, Catherine. You have until the, uh-oh, might be today. You might have to look that up. You might have to find it today. I can give you the email off the air of who you shoot it to. And obviously she's kidding because we would miss her dearly here. We would need her to do the news from the island. How sacrilegious would that be? Is that possible? There's I don't no, think it is. Yeah. There's no, We'd have to make it all work. We'd send her the units all this stuff, we'd get the little SIM card that we have. We'd figure it out. Catherine, you can't quit the job. I mean, you're, are you, but it sounds like, I mean, you're basically, I mean, you're secluded from the world for yeah. that. I mean, which yeah, it's another commitment, but I think people would kind of be into that. Okay, Blake, uh, apparently everybody that works at this station is listening to the show right now. <laughs> Blake just texted. He said he would totally survive. He put it in all caps. He didn't write your name or anything, Neil? I'm not Neil? saying that he wouldn't survive. Right. I just think... After a month, he might be like, what am I doing here? Well, no, it's insane that I say that this sounds appealing to me because, like, literally Alexa runs my home. That's what I was going to say. I, I didn't think this would appeal to you I mean, there's much. something cathartic about the idea, right? Like, I think that there's so many things in this world that you romanticize when someone tells you it exists. Before you go live it, before you go, you know, be in that, you know, situation for a day, a week, whatever. But someone just saying to me, like, man, there's this island all you got to do is run it. It's only got like three little cottages. It'll be great. Coffee shop. You know, wonderful. Betty and I, we'd be thrilled at the concept of this. But like second week of April, <laughs> you might start to say to yourself, how long is this going on till I'm here till October? You know, like it's you, you romanticize it till you live it. That's what I think. And there could be the ups and downs of it. I mean, obviously, no electricity, things like that. But then right. I think to some of the fun part of it could be <laughs> if, if you have whoever is visiting this place and the what is it? Three places you're managing the yeah, little three cottages. If you have like I'm one assu- coffee shop, I'm assuming that's more for people coming in and out, you know, traveling mm-hmm. or vacationing. If you get some cool people that visit, I mean, that would make it pretty fun as well. But then there's also the part where you get terrible get, people. Yeah. That could, yeah. that could kind of be a downer. You're right. You get like a really terrible tourist, <laughs> yeah. like someone who didn't read the brochure has no idea. There's no electricity. Oh, he'd be the worst guy to manage. Not good. Uh, the owner, Alice says that it's intense and tough, but it's a very unique position. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Obviously she's saying too, it's back to basics, fire, candles, stoves, wildlife, nature. I, I get how this is appealing to a whole lot of people, just the idea of it, like I said. But maybe maybe the only people who should truly consider applying are people who vacation there for a week. Because, like, without going at all, like, I can't even, how could I fake this? Could I, I go home today and turn off all my electricity for a week and try to figure it out? No hot shower? Like, is that enough, mm. you think? Throw out everything in my fridge. Might, start hunting outside in my backyard. I think it's going to have to be more than a week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Because yeah, it's it's April through October. Why would anyone really want to do this? Eight two nine two three four five. Outside of uh, half the people that work here, 
that would have liked to. What about if Blake and Catherine went together? What if no Irishman? It's just Blake and Catherine. It could be interesting. You think that would work out? <laughs> it would be. I think we almost need to just send them for station purposes, and I know it's a while, but yeah. uh, there would be some good content, I'm sure, coming well, back look, from I, that. You know, if the Craig Collins budget is consulted as an afternoon show, I'm not sure that it's the biggest of ones, but I'm sure I can find some other place, not an island in Ireland, but some other place where I can give no electricity and no hot showers to those two people and have them try to co- co-live somewhere. That is true. We could do that for a whole week. That's a TV show, man. We're gonna. That's gonna be reality TV. WJBC's first TV show. Blake Haas and Catherine Murphy going rogue for a week, living <laughs> on the land. I'm excited about that idea. I think they're both texting now. Neither one of them is excited. I don't think. Oh, Catherine has said in no uncertain terms they both wouldn't make it out alive. Uh, quick break. A lot more coming up in just a second. JBC. It's Craig Collins show on AM 12:30 WJBC. Betty called in. Uh, Betty, what did you want to say about that story about the Ireland uh, resort area? Well, it sounds kind of wonderful, kind of pioneerish and all that, but this is 2020. Somebody's got to bring food. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, hunting, right. fishing, I have to build fires, I have to go fetch the water. Who knows? I don't even know whether they have toilets. Okay. No, I, I don't know if they have, like, yeah, there, there's a lot of amenities that are definitely going to be missing. And you pointed that out off the air to me. Like, they have a coffee shop, so there's got to be some level of, like, you know, snacks or something at the coffee shop, which you might be able to live on. But I think, other than that, you might no, be fending I for yourself. For right. I'm working. Yeah. Can't do just scones the whole time, huh? No. <laughs> because, 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 see, this thing sounds more like work than rest relaxation and watching the sunset yeah well let me ask you this betty um since they didn't say there's an amount of money in it but uh it sounds like you'd need some what amount of money would make you do all that work how much would you have to get paid to go run that uh run that resort um a good well, amount maybe maybe no yeah, amount yeah. no 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 i don't want to be paid for this because yeah these people i mean i unless you watch this survivor stuff on tv and that a handful of people know how to live off of leaves and berries right you're gonna be doing so much work for these people <laughs> who think it's, a, it's an adventure right thank you for calling oh. in betty thank you so much <laughs> Bye. Uh, right. fun. Yep, sure. Um, it's funny she says that too, man, because like you would think you'd need to be skilled, right? Like the two people that are appropriate for this job, they've got to be able to do things on their own. Like uh, in case uh, uh, someone's staying at the end, like, you know, I can't get any of my food. What do I do? You need at least one one wilderness guy out there like, uh, you know, catching fish every day. And you would think in the application or however you apply that they would do some type of vetting, right? Because you don't want just two city people coming right. in and they don't know what you don't know, want two, two of me showing up together then <laughs> somebody comes to me like hey what's for dinner i don't know man are you what are you getting like because i'm sitting i'm waiting yeah it sounds like still though there's there's a pro and con to all this i'm sure that for a very short amount of time it would be wonderful maybe 24 hours is the shortest amount of time but some amount of time it'd be really great until the truth of it all set in i like betty mentioned uh survivor yeah Anybody that's been on that show, those would be two of the best candidates. Well, I don't know. I mean, not all of those candidates seem like they handled that well. But you're right. Like uh, some, that one Richard dude, I would not want him to be in charge of things. That guy, uh, that he, the guy that won all the immunities all the time. Yeah, or? well, that's the first guy, the, yeah. f- the guy who was uh, naked the whole time. Yeah. That's a, yeah. You don't want that. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go too rogue. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. 
Uh, Americans are divided over something else. I talked about politics. I talked about other stuff on the show today. But there is a huge just gaslighting human beings. And I don't know if you're ready for this. We're a couple minutes from sports. So I want to make sure to, to do something that is, I think, also kind of sports-friendly. The boneless buffalo wing. People have strong opinions. 2,000 American diners were asked. A third of people, 34%, said they felt duped if they were handed a boneless wing and thought it was a regular wing. 53% of people said that a boneless wing should count as a wing. Where do you fall, Neil Doyle? Mm. It's very tough. I mean, because I enjoy a boneless yeah. wing. I do, too. And it's really the only time I, I'll get them is... Here's the thing. I love eating normal wings, but in you know public setting, it's a little messy. It's and if you you know you're gonna really dive into the bone in wings, you're gonna get messy. You Hands are. are gonna get messy. Yep. Things like that. You need so a you bunch get, of the little wet naps, right? And so you've got to be committed and like have your mind <laughs> ready for that if that's what you're going with. It's so, not a first date move. No, no. no. So I don't mind a boneless just because it's more the sheer. It's easier. You can use a fork with them. Yeah. Cleaner. So I like both. I I would consider a boneless wing still a wing. Okay, because uh, I definitely think that if we're using the like what words mean, it's not a wing. That's that's it's a chicken true. nugget. That's a, that's sure. a a piece of meat that's been covered in uh, breading. It's no longer a a wing product. What do you call? I mean, yeah, I guess nugget. I mean, I, it's yeah. essentially a, a chicken tender. Yeah, like it really is. That's what it is. Um, but I do prefer it. I will I will admit that on the air. I don't. Why do I got to eat the bone? You know. I do like a bone in. I think that there's a taste difference, and at times I can be persuaded that the the one with the bone in it probably tastes better. But at the same time, like I'm a I'm a child, Neil. I'm a small person. I don't want to be reminded that what I'm eating used to be a, a an animal. I want to <laughs> pretend. I want to be a hundred percent unaware of things. It's just a delicious white product that I'm putting in my face. And every time you eat a bunch of like bones and wings and stuff, there's that little side thing that's like, oh yeah, this uh, this used to be a creature. And now I think it's delicious, and I'm consuming it with uh, with buffalo sauce. Well, it's all you know? part of life. I know. Wow, that's true. It's the circle of life. <laughs> I'm going to start singing that from now on next time I hit up BW3s. Maybe it'll make me feel a little bit better. Do you have a favorite wing place or a favorite boat? You know, oh, well, there's... Here's the thing. I mean, there are... I have boneless wing. Certain places I like a sure. boneless wing, and sure. a certain place I like a bone-in wing. I got you. Uh, BW3s is on your list at all? It's not my favorite okay. when it comes to um, Are there like fancy places I don't know about here in Bloomington you're going to tell me? Uh, there are a couple. I, I will I go like. immediately to these places. What do you, what do you got? I like a, a boneless wing or a bone-in from uh, Muggsy's does a good wing. Okay, it's never a little, been. little joint in town. Yep, I've seen it. Uh, wings at Schooners, delicious. Okay, I would, haven't tried I those. I highly recommend that. See, you got to get over for like a coach's show right after yeah, on a seriously. Thursday or go over to Schooners. Schooners has very good wings. Those are my two favorite. Uh, there's a couple other places that okay. I'll go to. But Yeah, I mean, I like a bunch of them. I, I, I even make them at home. We actually had a boneless. See, it's boneless, though. My wife is is a, an OG. She likes the bone only. Mm-hmm. Like the boneless makes her sad, too. But we had boneless buffalo wings last night. There you go. In an air fryer. Ooh. I know. I cooked them in a little air fryer. They kind of seemed nice. They were gluten-free, by the way, so I thought I was very healthy. Yeah. You could have had Scott Miller over (laughs) gluten-free. Is he a gluten-free human? Yes. I had no idea. No no gluten. I I still need to learn things about everybody. i got about 30 (laughs) seconds left, 20 seconds left. we got a game coming up tonight. Stick with us here on AM 1230 WJBC. Thank you for listening to The Craig Collins Show. I'm back tomorrow. I'm going to tell you guys all about how airplane boarding needs to be changed. This is a 24-hour tease. Well... I guess a 20-hour tease. But right now it's time for ISU basketball. Uh, So I'm out. I will see you guys tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your night. Be 